0: Previously on the challenge, me and Big T are working on our stability and focus. I'm ready. It's safe to say at this point that nobody's gonna help me get a gold skull. I'm locked out, door's shut, everything's bolted.
1: I'm running out of time. Welcome to Mission Airlift.
0: My back hurts as hell in this moment. The pain is gonna my whole body.
2: quite
1: surprised to see that CT
0: is behind me. Dude, the way she came through today, I feel like I owe her
1: I can't believe how good you did. CT, Big T, Yay! dominated. Wow. Big T, CT, you are now the double agents. Give me what I want, my all straight.
0: Give me the golf. <laughs> and I'll go away, p- and, and that's it. I would love to get down there with Josh. I think he's going to be the easiest to beat. I think the swing bowl will really come down to you. It's no secret that it's either Josh or me. This is one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in a long time. Okay, I mean, uh... Yeah, me and Devin. Yeah, how was around. You know, I don't want to go up against Devin. He's been good to me. Well, either way, I'm going in.
2: Yeah, they want CT to get his gold skull. We're always honest with each other, and I'm really happy that he's my partner.
0: It was uh, Darrell, Darrell was a swinger. What,
3: man, why? I've literally tried everything. The people I trusted the most in this game wouldn't even give me a shot, so I'm gonna leave. Lolo's leaving the game, so now Nam is a rogue agent as well. I don't know what this means for the game. All right, agents,
1: welcome back to the Crater. Gabby and Devin, you guys have been compromised
0: security breach does that mean all the fellas are going down does that mean all the ladies are going down my heart drops to my feet because i have no idea what this means
4: last week we were left with a cliffhanger what is a security breach i'm levi hall and this is the challenge redditor's react podcast Hello Redditors, hello Challenge fans, welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Redditors React Podcast. Uh, We have a really fun episode for you this week, we will be breaking down um, everything that happened in this week's episode, episode 12, uh, the weird format that they messed with uh, this week, so we have had to mess with our format. As always, I will be joined by a rogue agent Redditor, but I can't do this on my own, I need my double agent. George, how are you doing buddy?
5: I'm all good. Cheers, buddy. Always a pleasure to see your rapidly slimming face. How are you getting on?
4: Um, Well, um, if you're asking about the old sham to nam, we have now hit this morning uh, £20 down. So I've got £8 to go. I am probably, I would say, a week away from fitting back into my old jeans. Like, I'm at the stage where I can put them on and I can do them up and I can sit down But then after about two hours, I'm kind of like, oh, a little bit tight if I bloat. So I reckon one week or two weeks away from being back in those jeans. And I'm almost thinking, because I've done that 20 pounds in 45 days. um, I just want to make it clear. It's a lot of exercise. I have been eating three meals a day and snacks, but they've all been very, very healthy meals. Um, But I kind of think I might be able to get those eight pounds done before the end of the reunion episode whenever that will be i'm assuming there's maybe four episodes or five episodes left so i think it's possible it's doable
5: i want to discuss the four or five episodes yet but I, I imagine you've got that saved at the end of the podcast and i went off the rails last week with jumping all over the place and i think you got quite annoyed with me actually so we'll save that thing but yeah well well done buddy cheers buddy how's everything gone with you this week I don't really have anything entertaining to report I've started planning that challenge they stag do that I was talking about which is quite entertaining um I did look into how to order the entire delicacy list from the final reckoning final and just make the two stags eat it to see how fast they could do it that immediately got blown away because I think the fiance found out and said, if you uh, make my boy, my, make my fiance eat an entire pig's head, I'm going to kill you. And I'm quite scared of her actually. Yeah. But what happens on the
4: stag stays on the stag. That's the official rule of the stag.
5: Yes, but she'll find a way. And also he'll come back very, very ill. So I think it's probably best to be avoided. Plus <laughs> there's a, there's some history in England about, uh, bad activities involving pig's heads, isn't there? And I don't want to go down that route.
4: Yes, I think the less said about that, the better. Um, But that is the start of the section that we now call banter. So any more banter for us, George? Not really. I don't
5: actually... I haven't had any chance to do anything entertaining this week because work's been trying to kill me. So... I'll go off and do something stupid at the weekend to feed into banter next week.
4: <laughs> marvellous, marvellous. Um, a few things that I have noticed this week, which will be of benefit to challenge fans. As of today, Paramount Plus has launched. Um, when I opened it, do not ask how I have it in the UK. When I uh, <laughs> opened it, its I don't know why it took them like three months to relaunch it. It is CBS All Access with a different colour scheme. Like, literally, the whole menu thing's the same. Everything. Not much thought went into that, but they've got that um, first-ever real-world reunion show on there. Uh, we know that Challenge All Stars, uh, the old We Want OGs, will be up there soon. It's a Paramount Plus special. Um, but on top of that, for UK fans and UK viewers, or maybe people that want to know how to get into it in the UK, I've noticed that Vendettas and War of the Worlds 1 are on Netflix and War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2 are on Hey You, which I think is like $4.99 a month.
5: Yeah, so effectively, if you're listening in the UK, you've probably already seen seen the season, but get a friend to just leave that season on repeat so that we can get more seasons on Netflix and that me and Levi can find other people to go and talk about this wonderful show to. And then... Maybe they'll do a challenge in the UK. Oh, that could be right. Where, where, if you were going to do a challenge in the UK, where would you put it?
4: Uh, survive,
5: survive a night's drinking in Newcastle.
4: Yes, it would have to be in Newcastle, wouldn't it? <laughs> and you know who, would, who I would have not be in it, but host it? Kyle. <laughs> the K dog. The K dog. Um, but you know what I think is an important discussion that we should have, Joel? I want to know. Did you just call me your... Joel?
5: I don't know why I just called you Joel. George. Are you big teeing and... Oh, God, I can't remember the actual name of her partner from the start of the season. Joseph. Joseph. Jason. yeah, I've just you, Josephed you. You just big teed me, you big dick.
4: <laughs> I don't know why I've just called you Joel. I mean, it could be the fact I just got a notification from my friend Joel who sent me a message.
5: You have uh, other friends? You bastard. <laughs> yes, but
4: it, they're not challenge friends, George. They're not challenge friends. But, you know... Oh, um, I will tell you exactly why I said Joel. Because, George, I want to know all about your massive poll. And I saw that I, I started the jur and then I looked at the word pole, and I put it together. I want to know about the Joel. George's massive poll. George, what have you been doing with your massive poll this week? <laughs> uh,
5: so I lost the battle with my poll last week because I forgot to put one up. But this week I've remembered. And I thought because Lolo left, it'd be quite interesting. And, and OK, had a very disappointing season. We don't want to go into that again, but people probably still automatically assume that professional athletes would translate very, very well to the challenge. So So Lolo is an
4: athlete, isn't she?
5: Damn it. You said last week, that was the last one of those you're going to get in. Um...
4: I didn't think we'd be talking about Lolo anymore and you've mentioned her. (laughs)
5: Okay, fine. I will not say Lolo for the rest of his episode. Lolo the athlete for the rest of his episode. Um, but I wanted to just kind of see what the Reddit thought about who would be the most dominant. What what sport should make the next transition to be the most entertaining on the challenge? So, good response. Another thirteen hundred votes. Um, the a lot of, worth- lot of people
4: clamouring for your massive poll.
5: <laughs> More than ever before, buddy, and. Yeah, more than ever again. Speaking Um, of actually,
4: speaking of more than ever before, last week's episode was our most listened to episode, beating the previous week's episode, which was at that time the most listened to episode. So thank you very much to all our listeners.
5: Thank you, listeners. Um, I reckon 90% of that down was the the banter section last week being quite good, whereas this week it's been uh, lacking. So we need to speed that. We need to make up for it with an excellent podcast for them. But well, the, the option... good thing is
4: you did erect your massive poll this week. So let's continue to clamor for your massive
5: poll. We are so doing drinking forfeits every time you say poll from now on as well. <laughs> as long as it stops you saying athlete. So we had a few options. Um, there was actually what I found quite interesting was the the options other other people commented. But we had NFL, rugby union, basketball, soccer, triathlon and weightlifting. Triathlon, Absolutely ran away with it, which I'm not 100% behind. Um, in second place, which made me very happy, uh, was Rugby Union. And I have permission from a new subscriber to our pod to talk about rugby as much as I want on the podcast now. So fuck you, Levi. Um, yes, Levi
4: does the editing of the podcast, <laughs> which is interesting as well.
5: Oh, uh, all that, <laughs> all my insightful rugby chats not making it in there. <laughs> then we had soccer in third with what, 129. Sorry, can uh, you call it
4: by its proper name, George? I found that horrendously offensive.
5: Well, because I've also got NFL in fourth with. Ni- with okay, ninth.
4: when he says when he says soccer, he means football. <laughs>
5: Yes, I forgot you were actually a fan. Uh, basketball, 45, and then weightlifting, 28. I reckon I should have, def- apparently, should definitely have included hockey, with ice hockey, which makes sense, actually. I didn't know how well skating translated to uh, endurance and sprint-based stuff, but a lot of people called out for that. And I suppose Evan, uh, one of the, if, if you just look at his challenge record, a very, very strong challenger, I think, He's like six or five or six in ROP Grantland's list of all time greatest. And Evan kind of from uh,
4: Evan and Kenny. Yes. yes um, um, are we allowed to talk about him? What are the rules?
5: We can talk about him. <laughs> we, um, we just can't have him back. <laughs> that that seems to be the rule um so the hockey one was interesting and then the other one which i definitely should have included to be fair was wrestling i can imagine those being great you had quite a interesting point about the wrestling one though because i've got theories that boxing and wrestling is like two, well
4: so i said mixed most... martial arts as opposed to professional wrestling mm. and we have had a mixed martial artist on champs versus stars which was michelle Waterson. she is in the I think 125 or 115 pound division in the UFC. When she was on the show, she was in the top 10 in the world. Um, But I'd like to see maybe a welterweight or a light heavyweight um, going for it. Because I I genuinely think no one could beat them in a physical or in a final. But the question is how they do in puzzles.
5: Yeah, which is always going to be the question, right? I, I think triathlon winning is a very obvious answer, but I disagree with it. I get Jordan probably the closest to a proper triathlete because he does them, actually, doesn't he? And he is an all-time threat in finals, but the gaps in his game on getting there are... They're, they're logical. Um, rugby doing so strongly, especially with a predominantly American audience, I found interesting. I think it's the mixture of strength, cardio, and uh, agility. That actually does make sense. I imagine ice hockey players would come... Ooh, now, sorry, now I'm pitching professional hockey player and professional ice hockey player and a ball and I'm very giddy. <laughs> Imagine if he did like bump the prize fee up to like ten million and actually get these people in. How? What would you name that season? The challenge. I, we're about to go bankrupt. <laughs> challenge. Battle of the Gods was mine, but I think yours is much <laughs> more logical. But. Um, Basketball didn't quite poorly surprise me because I thought they'd have similar agility. Most of them are quite massive and height can be an advantage of this. And they actually do have really good endurance. But the Reddit has spoken. Triathlon is far and away the winner for this. But I disagree and think rugby would still win.
4: Well, you can Shop. disagree all you want, George. But like you say, the Reddit has spoken and it
5: is triathlon. So,
4: George, you got any ideas um, about what you're going to do to your massive poll this week?
5: I give it a break, 1,300 visits to it. I think it's quite tired. Um, oh, I am not. I, mean, I am you, not gave tra- it, you gave it a bloody break last week, mate. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I actually don't have any ideas. Here's um, one. Here's one, because... Get off my poll. Well,
4: no, no, no. I, I'd like to kind of jump on your poll for a second, because if you, if you think about it, We've kind of hit this kind of weird reset now in the show because of the cliffhanger and then the way that this episode happened. How about something like which challenger has made the season for you this season or has entertained you the most this season?
5: Uh, that's like, yeah, actually, that's a really good shout because now's not a bad time to do that because you've got enough evidence to kind of make your decision on that because things aren't changing. and this is when it gets down to the really, really competitive lens of it, isn't it? And there's less of that opportunity for like, should we say, good old-fashioned entertainment? Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think good okay. old-fashioned entertainment. That, that'll be that'll be a good one to set in this week. Actually, let's uh, so, let's go for that.
4: So uh, look out over on the Reddit. George will be uh, infiltrating <laughs> the subreddit with his massive poll this week. Um, let's see if we can get. Let's see if we can get up to 1,500 people voting this week, George. I think we might Um,
5: just love a statistically significant sample size. That really gets my poll going.
4: Well, I I was going to say, you know, your poll would get very excited. Now, a little bit less about your poll, a little bit more about the challenge. Um, So this week on Redditors React, you're all used to a very, very specific format and way that we do it. The challenge decided to say to us fuck you work it out yourself this week um so it's a big mish, mish, uh, mishmash 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 we've mashed it up because we didn't really have a choice cuz um, the producer's absolutely screwed us over but Scre- as always
5: screwed me over so much he just had an aneurysm on the podcast
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally don't know what's going on anymore but as always we do have our rogue agent redditor joining us later in the show and as you're all aware, they normally join at a very specific stage in the show. Once again, that messed me up. I had to sit there, do a running order and work out when on earth I'm gonna put them in the show. But they will be here. I'm very excited to speak to them. Uh, but George, I'm very excited to speak to you too. So when we reacted last time, Lolo, who as we know as an athlete, chose to leave the show to train for the Olympics. Um, CT and Big T won the mission giving CT his only chance to control his fate in the game. And despite Devin's best attempts to get Josh voted in, Devin and Gabby were the house vote. Now that's a lot to digest, but there's more because we were left with a cliffhanger. There is a security breach in the crater. And what does that mean? Well, let's head back to TJ and the crater and find out.
1: Well, well, well. Security breach. Oh, wow. Holy
6: Like, security what? Who's, what's security? What breach? What does breach mean?
2: This whole season has just been nothing but a big twist.
1: My heart drops to my feet because I have no idea what this means. Now my anxiety is going into a straight panic because I do not know what to expect and I don't know what we're about to be hit with. I told you that nothing is what it seems on this challenge, right? Tonight, is a double oh. elimination. Oh. oh, my God. So, Devin, Gabby, you received the most votes, but who was next in line? Get the f- out of here. Nani, Josh, compromised. Let's go. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. Josh is so blindsided
7: right now, and I know how he's feeling. He's caught off guard. He's anxious. I'm starting to worry because he just doesn't seem like he's all there right now.
0: We're going to need to get Josh another pair of pants. Bro, I'm not scared to be down here.
1: Double agents, CT and Big T, you have all the power tonight. It's time for you to determine tonight's matchups. Both of them. Let's go!
6: The stars have aligned for CT. This couldn't be any better. He gets to put two people in, he gets to shift the numbers in the house, and he gets
1: to choose who he wants to go up against. We're gonna start with the pair that got the most votes, Devin and Gabby. You can either come down here and battle it out for your gold skulls yourself, or you can send somebody else down here to do it. But remember, Corey and Nam are rogue agents and unable to compete. CT, we'll start with you. Devin, who do you want? Mm. (laughs) Mmm.
6: I love this game.
0: Take your pick, brother. Take your pick. All right, Darrell, let's do it. Let's go! (laughs) Durell is the reason that I'm standing down here right now, and Durell will be the person that's gonna need to send me home because I am calling him out. Durell, bring your old ass down here. The greatest game on earth. Damn. He thinks that will affect me by him talking <laughs> That doesn't affect me, that might affect Josh, but that just makes me wanna whoop your ass even more. I'm gonna give Devin and Gabby what they want. I'm gonna send Darrell and Amber down with them. All right, Big
2: T. I'm going to go with my partner and get Devin what he wants.
0: This dude is a four-time champ. He's strong. He's smart. I don't know how this is going to turn out for
1: you, Devin. Now, I need you to determine who's going to play against Josh and Nani. You want to come down here and try and earn that gold stole against them, or you want to send somebody else down here to do it. go get
5: some skulls
0: yeah
1: let's go get get some some skulls
0: skulls. let's go get some
5: skulls thanks for that tj nice of you to come on the podcast and explain it to us but a more important announcement is we had a little gentleman's bet last week didn't we levi
4: i'm not entirely sure that there is actual proof that this bet took place um play the clip (laughs) security breach he's triggering a security breach that's bringing her back he's bringing someone back guaranteed a hundred percent i will literally bet you a pound I'll pay uh, first
5: drink. Okay, deal. Now we have. Yeah, I'm. I see your logic. I think it's very likely. It's to me, it's just the most boring option it could be. So I don't want it to happen. And I tend to, I tend to bet on what I want to happen, which really really screws up my bank balance. To be fair. <laughs> so hold on. So what the deal is, if they're bringing someone in,
4: doesn't matter who it is then I win, you have to buy me
5: a drink. If If it's anything else, else, then I buy you a drink. Fuck you, TJ. (laughs) And on the long, long list this season, of things Levi says that don't age well, that might be the best one.
4: (laughs) Do you know what the worst thing is? Is I actually think I say all these things with quite a lot of intelligence and thought behind it. And then it just literally doesn't happen. I had a a very good reason why that's what I thought the security breach was.
5: Whereas I bet what I wanted to happen, it came off. Um, George, George, what
4: do you want to drink the first time we go to the pub?
5: Negroni. It's disgusting and I think I'll enjoy it.
4: (laughs) It's also fucking expensive.
5: Oh, yeah. Those are are not cheap, actually. Four Negronis.
4: (laughs) You will have one, and you will like it, and then you will get the next round, and then we will alternate, and it will be like the bet. Never happened. That's valid. But, so, yeah, so this security breach means that tonight is a double elimination. So the second-place votes are also up for elimination. We didn't really need much suspense because we knew it was Josh and Nanny yeah um but the way that this elimination works is ct and big t get to determine both of tonight's matchups um and ct basically says devon pick your opponent and devon picks durell and amber ct and big t opt to go against josh and nanny um obviously at this point we still don't know if it's a guy or a girl's day what did you think of this twist
5: Can I ask you a question first? Because last time you said you hoped production didn't do something like this. Do you think this was them trying to get the best of both worlds, get CT a skull to keep his fan base really happy, but also keep Devin in because he's been so entertaining this season?
4: 100%. If this hadn't have potentially been CT versus Devin, they wouldn't have done it. And I also think uh, they wouldn't have done it it if Kyle had been Um, the double agent and Kyle hadn't had a skull and needed to get a skull I don't think they'd have done it then either I think this is what annoyed me is that I think this was massive producer manipulation that they hadn't planned until they knew that it was going to be CT versus Devon that really pissed me off
5: I agree. I do. I, I have been pretty convinced from like week three there was a double elimination coming um, just because it's a staple of the season. They hadn't chucked in a twist for a while by this point, have they? Because they've done, people had worked out the supersized eliminations, it seems. People had kind of calculated the guy day, girl day thing. I mean, at least when there's a rogue agent, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but we've not really been blindsided by that yet. But I did want Devin to stay in. So it's, it's not overwhelming about I was slightly... Were you surprised by the fact he called out Darrell? Yeah. Do you know who I actually think... He, well, yes and no.
4: Because if you look who was up there, he couldn't have picked CT because CT no. was throwing himself down. Josh was already down. Nam and Corey weren't up for grabs because they were rogue agents. So the choice was Fessy, Darrell and Kyle. He was yeah. never going to pick Kyle. Because he was never going to put Kyle at risk, so it then went down to Durell and Fessy. Now, I think personally, I think Devon could have beaten Fessy in that when it came oh, down to the puzzle, uh, the puzzle aspect.
5: I agree. There was a really interesting post on the Reddit this week, actually, though, that um, cocked into my head as soon as this happened. Uh, sorry, as soon as his decision was made, which was why is everyone saying Darrell is such a beast? I've literally never seen him solve a puzzle. And they did really good homework, went back for Mm. his finals, showed who solved the puzzles in each case. When he, Because Darrell won the first partner season, I think, and that his partner solved two of the puzzles in the final. And because I'd read that and then Mm. saw the decision, I was like, completely makes sense. Uh, Devin's saying, brilliant, I get my entertainment value. Um, Do you think Darrell won or Devin lost, though? Because he should have... You would have thought he'd be good at that.
4: Yeah. Well, I think we'll we'll come to that in a bit.
5: Um, <laughs> just really you're in again.
4: One thing I through. do want to say is, whilst I did sound quite negative about the fact they did that twist, mainly because I felt it was manipulated, that's me as a kind of critic in how we critique it on the podcast. As a viewer... Yeah. So first watching was very different to my rewatch to do the um, running order. First watching was fucking yes like i literally had that reaction and like in my head i was like oh my god Devon's staying ct's getting a skull ct devon kyle are gonna run this house now yeah that, w- that was my thought um so like whilst it sounds like i didn't like the twist actually as a viewer i love the twist i just as someone who looks into it deeper on this podcast like we do it just annoyed me a bit because it was quite obviously producing yeah. manipulation if that makes sense
5: I- I am going to see how much I can get let's fucking go into work calls next week though. Cause I, I do quite like that as a reaction. I also had a bit of a giddy moment as soon as you said, it's a double one. Cause I knew I was winning a drink. Not sure if we'd mentioned that loser, um, but mainly it was like, Oh my God, everything I want to happen for the rest of this season is coming off. Brilliant. And then. Well,
4: one thing that I've got to say is, do you know what I loved? I love the fact that when they did the twist, You just had all the challenges going, this is the greatest game in the world. Like, it. Yeah. And as a viewer, in obvious first watching as a viewer of the challenge, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, this season is just, you don't know what's going to happen. The game's changing every single week. Like, I loved it. And I love the fact that they love it
5: that yeah it's a very. It's a, i think we spoke right at the start there's a couple of challengers who we seem to be looking through their eyes at this season yeah. this point it was everyone and the unbridled joy that these guys get for going on the show has never been clearer it, it, was it kyle who twice shouted this is the greatest game ever or something like that
4: um kyle did ct said it devon said it about eight times yeah like do you know what i love i love the fact that that this isn't the first time that Devin's been given this kind of tweak, so to speak. Like, obviously, in his first season, Rivals 3, he got brought back when he was eliminated and then he saved himself with the gold skull every time. I call it... Not the gold skull, the white skull uh, every time. I call it um, the Riley tactic because Johnny Riley perfected that on uh, Free agents. Um, And, yeah, I just... I agree with you. We looked at it through their eyes and we just absolutely loved it. Um, And we kind of had an idea of what the elimination was when they walked into the crater. But we didn't know how they were going to supersize it. And actually, whilst we assumed it was a guy's day, we didn't know if both eliminations would be for the guys. So let's head back to the crater um, and once again hear from TJ, whether it's a guy's day, a girl's day, a mixed day and exactly how they're supersizing the Dead Ringer Elimination.
1: Alright, agents. As if you haven't already guessed, tonight is a double male elimination. So partners, step aside.
8: Woo!
1: Go! Alright, gentlemen, tonight we're playing Dead Ringer. But we turned it up a notch. This game tonight is not just about power and speed. It's about power speed, and mental agility. I made the poles a little higher, a little further away, it's badass. You're each gonna start on top of these tall ass podiums right in the middle of the crater. And when I say go, you're gonna get enough momentum to knock off puzzle pieces, then jump down and solve your puzzle.
4: Okay, so now we know it is a double guys' day. So it is definitely Darrell versus Devin, and it's definitely CT versus Josh. I think we kind of thought that anyway, um, yeah. but TJ has confirmed it for us. It it did look weird. Eight people standing down there in the crater, didn't
5: it? Yeah, it, it, looked, it looked a bit overcrowded, to be honest. Um, they've used it before, but anyway, it was ah. Uh, what we, okay let, let's go into it what were your initial thoughts who was who who did you think was going to run the Devin Durrell one
4: um so as soon as TJ said puzzle I thought Durrell would get them off quicker but Devin would solve the puzzle quicker and as soon as I knew it was a puzzle as soon as I knew it was an elimination I knew
5: that CT would be Josh yeah like. Right. We don't even really need to talk about that matchup, really, do we? Well, I think
4: think there are a few things that we we should mention. And I think if we talk about CT versus Josh first, and then we'll talk about Devon versus Darrell, because that was more of a competition. I think what we've got to say about CT versus Josh, one, Kyle's commentary about they look like two giant babies uh, on that baby swinging thing was hilarious. But also, (laughs) there were moments where it literally looked like CT had so much momentum... He was like flying off the platform. Um, I think what we have to give him credit for, and he he even said it is, I've been in this a lot, a long time. I know that you have to pick up all the pieces as a puzzle uh, before you complete the puzzle. So why not just drop them all in yeah. the same place? V- veteran move, um, very savvy, and then solving a tanagram in, or oh, sorry, a tangerine in about thirty seconds was incredible and i just love the fact he was like yeah I, I did that exact same one with my son the other week
5: yeah the the, the son commentary there was quite good CT does that thing where he mentions his kids very well like the invasion of a champ ones when he's talking about all the time is lovely this mm. one he's like oh i was practicing with it not the whole i'm doing this for my kids crap which yeah. gets really really boring whereas the tony he, corey story yes um sorry Corey, sorry yeah good <laughs>
4: brad had it a bit as well when he when he came back in vendettas
5: yeah and there's a lot there's more as well um Derek k actually because i just watched a bit of dirty 30 um at the start of this week and he does it a lot as well but his isn't as noticeable tony's the one who i first think overkills it and then Corey takes it to a whole new level um But I mean, what what do we always say? You always say CT is like, that bod CT is the perfect challenger. 100%. And... To be that big and have that good body control is incredible. Like, I was thinking back to the Corey Swaggy one as well from Total Madness, where it's running on the side of a shipping container and pressing the buttons to turn the lights off. And they both struggle with that, but I was thinking TT would have done this in, like, 20 seconds, I've been think thinking.
4: that may have been the only time in Total Madness I actually realised that Swaggy was in the show. <laughs> he is honestly... Like, Victor was awful... But Swaggy for me is like the worst person they've ever cast from Big Brother because one he didn't really talk and and two he didn't really do anything. Yeah, he won a fair. He called himself Swaggy C.
5: Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, But he he won a fair few dailies. But he did. I I think he effectively had Wes covering for him. And then just was like, "Oh, will go as far as I want and go in. And he just played, he played a very, actually, he played Wes's dead opossum game better than Wes did.
4: Oh, I love the Wes dead opossum game. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about Wes. We're talking about CT, uh, another veteran. So um, I felt a bit sorry for Josh in this one because it was no win. He was never going to win it.
5: Yeah. Uh, my opinion of Josh has been on a slowly rising upward trajectory for the last like three or four episodes actually do you
4: know what swung it for me it's the fact that everyone in the house's opinion of josh actually seems to be quite high yeah um but again we'll get onto that a bit later we've talked about ct versus josh didn't go on for very long let's talk about devon versus Darrell because Durrell was probably kind of one piece ahead of devon yeah uh when it came to getting the pieces and I think, you know, a lot of the commentary was, you know, Devin's the puzzle master. It doesn't matter if he's one piece behind, he's going to get him on the puzzle. He
5: froze. Yeah, it's... But he admitted we, he froze. Oh, yeah, Sorry, his exit interview was the most Devin self-aware thing on the entire planet. Yeah. He ha- he handled himself really, really well, I thought. But I I don't know whether... We, we've seen a few very people who were meant to be good at this stuff struggle with telegrams before. Like, there's are of free agents when they run up the building they struggle yeah. and there's ct struggles as well a bit on the again free agents when car has got a broken wrist i don't think i've ever actually tried one but they seem there a was, lot more
4: there was a as well dirty 30 the one before the final they had uh, to do that they did like a challenge in pairs and then they
5: had their own Tanagrams to solve
4: yeah well, got do- to the
5: end where and Jordan I, takes ages because he's got a piece left on the ground, hasn't he? Yeah,
4: and the first two to complete it, first two boys, first two girls get to the final and then there's
5: that weird thing. That one that one actually looked really water. fun where you uh, got two roads. But anyway, we, okay. Mm. We keep getting distracted from talking about this elimination. Did they build up too much to the wrong one? I What I was thinking was I was really surprised they chose this one to be the cliffhanger one because it's not... It's an, all, it's, it's an all right elimination, but there's nothing in here that I'm ever going to really remember. I was a bit surprised they blew their load, to be honest, with the big twist, the double elimination on this one. I think it was because,
4: um, and I don't want to, you know, grease your, your massive pole or influence your massive pole in any way, but I think <laughs> it's because if you look at the two people that we all knew were going to end up going against each other, which is Devin and um, CT. CT. And then with Lolo leaving for for the reasons she chose to leave, which I'm now no longer allowed to talk about because of you, Um, but they are because she wanted to be uh, training for the Olympics because she's an athlete. Um, They had an opportunity to do something. They had to do something there because they couldn't have had two guy rogue agents. And I think it was the circumstance that worked for them to do a cliffhanger as opposed to the actual event of the, the elimination event, if that makes sense?
5: Yeah, but they knew that was happening. They could have set up a different elimination. That's what I don't get.
4: But is... Actually, no, they're all pretty easy to do twice. I, I, I... Yeah. I, actually, I, this one's quite hard to do twice because you've got to go and get someone to then go back up, put the things back up on the thing. The one thing I did like is, you know, when they jumped down after they got all the puzzle pieces... Just look really fun.
5: I, I imagine actually doing this one was a much better than watching it because yeah. you're basically flying around like a trapeze artist, but cool moment at the start. Actually, sorry, let's give, we haven't done it enough credit to where it's due to Durrell. He's mm, okay. played a, he's played a very, very under the radar game this season. I've never actually seen him solve a puzzle, to be fair. I haven't watched loads of his seasons because they're obviously quite old and I mainly started watching from rivals, I think. But he is, yeah, covered a gap in his game. If he's still got the same level of endurance or at least the same level, which I imagine he has, him and Amber are now a pretty good threat in the final, do you reckon?
4: Yeah, I agree. Depending on if it is a pairs final, we still don't know. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Is that we actually don't know how this final's working. <laughs> and how the pairs thing's working. Um, so I was about to ask who impressed you, but I guess obviously CT doing what he did and then Darrell just beating Devin in a puzzle.
5: Yeah, um, let, let's give Devin a little bit of credit for staying close to Darrell um, in the thing. I think I, I was, I thought Darrell would open up a bigger lead, prove not to matter, but yeah, you're right. Josh, sorry, buddy. Um, everyone does seem to really, really like you. You get on people's nerves, but you add quite a lot to... You do add something to the show. I mean, everyone who watches The Challenge now does know what eight times nine is. That's good. He's an educator. But 72. Yeah, buddy. Um, but yeah, not a, not a great elimination. I think I actually preferred it the first time. Do you know what? I actually think this
4: this was an elimination where for me it wasn't about the actual elimination. Mm. It was about the drama of it all and what you wanted to happen. Because I think, I don't know, but I know from talking to you and our opinions, CT versus Devon wasn't what we wanted to happen because we wanted both of them to stay in. So we as viewers were given that opportunity to have what we wanted. And actually that was the drama of it. And that's what made it exciting. Like I actually reacted in my living room during, (sighs) during this elimination. And I don't do that that often. I've done it a few times with like Kyle eliminations and twists like that. But I was like, when Devin lost, I genuinely was like, not distraught, but I was a little bit heartbroken. Like for me, uh, a big, a big piece of the show is gone or a big piece of this season has gone with Devin's elimination.
5: Yeah. I, felt, I just felt a bit flat after that, actually. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, what happens next does T into the kind of some entertainment things we're definitely going to see throughout. Mm. Um, but you're but right. It was, it, it was the potential of the move. You're right. Where you were like, ah, yeah. oh, cool. Devin, Kyle, CT, uh, Big Brother are going to have to go in all the time. It's one hell of a power switch for one of them to win. So Darrell is now absolutely aligned with Big Brother Alliance. Um, and then you've got the others, haven't you? It's them yeah. versus...
4: And I think the funny thing after everything that's happened this season is that not only did Josh and Devin get eliminated in the same elimination on the same night, they then have to leave together, share a car together. They shared a hotel room together. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, like apartment hotel Okay. um, together. So on, on the challenge aftermath, um, I'll say it again, hosted by the fantastic Devin Simone, um, who, actually, I've not given her enough credit. She is a two-time finalist, because I forgot yeah. that Brooklyn were in the final of Battles of the Seasons.
5: Yeah, I think so, I mentioned that, so i got you covered.
4: Yeah, two, two-time 2 third-placer. Um, but, um, yeah, Devin uh, said that him and Josh had to um, share this apartment together, and actually, one night, they just sat down, and they just had a talk, and actually, they're like, our games don't match up, but we're both all right guy. like they kind of get on now which i think was quite nice um but i did love it at the end where he was where as devin and josh leave devin just you know the final Bessie, big brother sucks eat my ass and then josh goes now i'm eliminated can i hit him
5: Yeah, no, that was actually probably Josh's best funny line of his entire time on the challenge, trying to be intentionally funny, and that was quite insane. I think 95% of the cast are fine with each other. I think Kyle and Paulie are fine with each other. Um, Yeah,
4: everyone's always said that. All the cast have always said, they're fine uh, until Kara's around.
5: Yeah, definitely, and they play out for the TV, fine. It's 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 somewhat entertaining for us. Mm. The only ones who I, I really don't think like each other are... Car and Jordan and Jordan and Turbo.
4: Well, to be honest, I think... I don't think it's that Jordan and Turbo don't like each other. I think they had an incident, and I think Turbo's the type of guy that if you wind him up, even if you're in a different country, and it's been two years, when he next sees you, he will hit you.
5: Yeah, I I think that's by...
4: Zach and Amanda as well. I think they genuinely hate each other.
5: Yeah, that's not the cameras there. But I think a lot of them, if you if they had to go through this, got eliminated, got stuck in a hotel room, had nothing to do but chat and have a couple of beers, hmm. they'd end up on they'd end up okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I think that's quite, look how many people in Final Reckoning ended up friends with their partners. Car and Marie probably still quite hate each other actually. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, Was it? You are the worst thing that ever happened to me. Um, do you know what? I, I <laughs> Come down.
5: You're, you're dating Paulie.
4: <laughs> I wouldn't mind for like the comedy value seeing seeing Josh and Devon partners up
5: on a rival rival season. I put cash on that. <laughs> um Double or nothing on our drink. I I think that could happen.
4: Um, I'm not double or nothing. I've already lost one bet, and we've learned a lot of the stuff that I say doesn't age. But um, <laughs> yeah, so 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 Josh and Devon. Have both unfortunately been eliminated. Two very big characters from this season. They've both added a lot in different ways. Um, personally, I think they'll both be missed. But CT and Darrell have stolen their gold skulls, and the vets now have a huge decision to make. Are they going to stay with their partners or are they going to infiltrate another team and steal one of the girls? So let's once again head back to the crater. Head back to TJ, because the Challenger massively messed up how we do this, uh, and find out exactly what happened.
1: Now, CT, do you want to infiltrate and steal any other partner up here? Or do you want to stay with Big T? It's up to you, man.
0: Cam, give me Cam. I've been waiting all season for Cam. I to in the very beginning. You, Kyle, mine. Get down here. I don't give a. <laughs> f-. I got my scout! What's are going to the phone, baby. You <laughs> there, Cam? You, you, you. whoa, <laughs> <You. laughs>
5: oh, baby. Whoa, bro. Like
0: I get that you want to choose Cam, but like you've been with this girl this whole time. I love you. It's been great.
2: You're fantastic or amazing. I think you must be joking, right? I really don't recognise CC at all. He's making it very apparent that he's really not enjoyed being my partner, and I feel completely used.
0: Biggest mistake I ever made was not picking you, and you not know, a day went by
3: where I didn't think about getting you back. Okay, all I can think about is that very first day when I went up to him wanting to be his partner and he declined. Why? 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 Tell me why? I, well, kill killer! I can do everything. I can run. I'm smart. Everything. You've seen me perform. Now he knows my work. He's going to have to earn a lot of things back for me to be content in our relationship. Is that too much? <laughs> I think
2: it is childish the way that CT chose Cam. You don't Put down your previous partner because you got the partner that you rejected day one.
0: may have gotten a little excited. I gotta do what's best for me. CT! She's still my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. My bad. All right, I gotta cool off.
6: Well, I look like a (laughs) idiot. (laughs) CT. He's literally the most disrespectful person in this game. He promised me he wouldn't steal Cam. I believed him. He's kind of a dick. It makes me want to win
2: the final even more now. you're like you. I'm gonna be here every
1: All right Cam, you and CT are now partners. Darrell, same goes for you. You can either stay with your partner, Amber, or you can infiltrate and steal any other partner up here, except for our newly formed team of Cam and CT. I'm
7: not gonna panic. If Darrell was to leave me, he would at least let me know ahead of time, but you just never know.
0: You know, TJ, I think uh, it'd be nice to mix things up. But I'm gonna stay with Amber. (laughs) She's got me here to this point. So now maybe hopefully we could ride this thing out all the way to the final.
4: Well, first of all, let's discuss a simple one. Darrell picked to stay with Amber. How lovely. That was expected, but <laughs> it was
5: really it well... shit CT. Oh, sorry. I, I, Darrell delivered it well. It'd be nice to change things up, but I'm going to stay with Amber. B. I, I just, I thought that bit was quite funny, actually. And then.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking hell.
5: I thought he behaved like a twat.
4: Yeah, I absolutely thought, what a prick. Yeah. Like, but it. W- I, we'll talk about it later. But it wasn't just this moment where it was suddenly like he had a complete personality change.
5: Yeah, it was. Um, it, he there was there was ways of doing. Okay, let, let's. Do you want to go through the game perspective bit first, or his actual reaction?
4: Game perspective, fucking genius. The yeah, only thing absolutely. you could do, and game perspective. I don't think he'll be the last one to try and steal cam
5: well the first thing we the thing we said at the end of last week was that we thought he'd take casey because yeah mid-season trailer slightly annoyed me for this because they kind of gave this away didn't they yeah um but fine um it doesn't overly matter but i thought he'd at least wouldn't screw over kyle but as we said before as well they haven't been overly close this season and then that did make me think as well well the world's two reunions ct at the end goes is there, any, is there a, uh, whoever's hosting? Uh, uh War of Val- the Worlds
4: Two was Just, Justina, Justina Valentine. Valentine and the
5: the swaggy P or whoever um, is the basketball player from a meme. Terrible host, by the way. Um, he but spoke they...
4: three times in the whole uh, the whole reunion.
5: Yeah, he was stoned as hell. Yeah, Justina um,
4: Valentine's quite good
5: though. She was actually all right, um, and she knows the game as well. Yeah. To fair, I just thought that they they could have done a lot better with that one. Yeah. But either way, um, he says at the end, Kyle, I'm sorry. I knew they were going to throw you down. I didn't do anything to stop it. And they've never really aligned, have they? But I thought it was. Kyle did what he asked. He voted in, um, voted in Josh, uh, Josh and Nanny. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you my b- great brain company. You fella. He's uh-huh. been eliminated. He's been eliminated from my mind. But yeah, I don't know whether it's because I really like Kyle, but and I don't and because I really like Big T, and I just thought he behaved like an ass.
4: Also, considering he's the oldest one, he has a child. Show a little bit of maturity, and emotional maturity.
5: Yeah, like... I get. Pe- I get people are always very pumped after eliminations, and you can understand why. But... Yeah, but
4: the first thing that happened after he solved that puzzle was Big T came running to him with the biggest smile on her face and jumped into his arms. Yeah. Arse, to be I honest, d- I don't think he's keeping Cam because I almost feel like every guy that's going to win now is going to try and take Cam. Why wouldn't you?
5: Yeah, completely agree. She's definitely yeah. It's between her and Casey, we said, wasn't it? For who's the best, yeah. and it depends on their partner. Um, uh, I just didn't like this at all, to be honest.
4: It was it was horrible because I think as well we'd seen this like CT Devin Kyle partnership kind of blossom over the last few weeks but also we've talked about this so many times on the podcast the CT and Big T partnership yeah, it's their been relationship a... and it now makes me feel like the whole thing was a lie
5: I think there was gen... there was genuine like that he gets so excited when they win the last daily but then was that daily just because he yeah, gets a chance to go to his girl. yeah exactly he's very there's a clip in the first trailer they take out though where he's training her to do a hall brawl which is quite sweet Um, hmm. so I I don't want to completely undersell the friendship, but it's going to. It's looking back on this. If he'd taken Cam respectfully, it wouldn't have bothered me. Yeah. Looking back on this, there's going to be a few moments in this season that are a little bit tainted by him um, acting this way. Do you want some inside information? Oh my God! Have you got CT to come out and hit me now? I, mean, I, I take haven't, it?
4: but I have <laughs> some inside information. CT was always going to drop big T. And before Lolo left, he went to Nam and said, do you mind if I take Lolo after I win the elimination?
5: Really? Interesting. And
4: I know that because on the Challenge Aftermath, which is hosted by Devin Simone, um, who should Dude. do the reunion. I don't know if she's doing the reunion. I've seen that Ashley has just posted a live on Instagram of her dressing room. So they're obviously filming it at the moment. Please, please tell me Devin Simone is hosting it because she absolutely deserves it.
5: Can we use her full title? The Wonderful Devon Simone, I think is how we're going to refer. The
4: Wonderful Devon Simone, former two-time finalist. But anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, because Nam revealed that in the Challenge Aftermath um, that Uh, went up after the show. So he was always going to dump Big T. And I think obviously when Lolo left, it was then going to be Cam. Um, Just tell her beforehand. Just be like, look, I'm going to be honest. It's best for my game if i pick someone else. I think you've been fantastic. I've really enjoyed working with you. I want us to stay friends. And in my new partnership, I'll do everything I can to try and get your skull and get you in against the easiest possible. But for my game, I think it's best thinking of the final and thinking of trying to win the money for my son, you know, to make this move. And if he'd just said that to her the night before, she, she'd Dude. been like, yeah, I get it. I completely get it. Thank you for everything you've done for me. It would have been really nice, but the fact that he'd like he turned around and was you know all this fuck you, Kyle. I'm getting camera. I'm getting camera. I'm pretty sure he turned around to the three girls that were standing next to him and said fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you.
5: I do not I that bit. I enjoyed Kyle getting annoyed, but then also half as Bronwyn goes fuck you, you um, fuck you, you lighting shit as he ran past. Yeah. him. <laughs> at but, least Kyle's um, not afraid to go against him. But
4: do you know? Do you know what it was like? So. I know you don't watch wrestling, but there's this term in wrestling called a heel turn. Yeah. Okay. So you can be a babyface. The babyface are the good guys. The heels are the bad guys. It was like CT, since he's come back, has been like the biggest babyface. He's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, The the Rock or John Cena. And to turn someone like The Rock heel, you have to turn him heel on the next biggest babyface. Because if he, if he does something dirty to uh, someone who's not massively loved, it doesn't really do it. He turned heel on the next biggest babyface. Yeah. It was did. possibly maybe a bigger babyface than him. That's yeah. for me, one of the biggest quote unquote heel turns in recent challenge history.
5: Well, he also did it to who we'd, I'd say in terms of popularity for this season, it's probably Big T, CT, Kyle. And he yeah, got one, Devin he got, maybe as well. Yeah, but Devin had gone at this point, so he got one and three with his heel turn. I, I like the phrase, by the way. Very good analysis. Um, yeah,
4: it was, but, uh, but the other thing that happens as well is like, I know it's because like the Miz has been a face and the Miz has been a heel, is that you get a different personality once you've had your turn. Uh, okay. And it was like a, he had that moment that he turned around to Cam his whole personality switched. And we see that throughout the rest of the episode. Uh, And we'll be talking about that for the rest of the episode. Um, I think, to be honest, I think we're going to be talking about it throughout the episode. So let's not go too much into it. But what I do want to say is, same question to you. From a game perspective, what were your thoughts? And from a human
5: perspective, what were your thoughts? Human, he was classless. Um, And game, just on the face of it, it's good. The way he did it has limited its effectiveness as well.
4: Yeah, agreed. It wasn't
5: the clever do, way that... How
4: Co- can he do that to Big T? It wasn't the clever way that Kyle did
5: it earlier in the season. No. Now I want Fessy to beat the shit out of him. I'm not, not quite that far yet. I wish Nam would beat him. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> he's, yeah. Uh,
4: he's just such a nice guy. He's too nice. Um, and... Um, back to you the know, challenge. Yeah, back to the challenge. Ultimately, you know... He's he's turned on Kyle and he broke his promise to uh to big T. So this at this stage, we've already got two male rogue agents. Now Kyle's a rogue agent. So we have three male rogue agents, but we have three females down in the crater without a partner. So it's schoolyard pick time. Kyle, Corey, and Nam. Gets pick between Nanny, Big T, and Gabby. So TJ, you're making your money for us today. Uh, let's once again head down to the crater and uh, TJ starts off, let's see how the new pairs are made.
1: Kyle, since your partner was stolen, you have first pick. You can either take Nanny, Big T, or Gabby. Who's it gonna be? I just want to apologize to Leroy. He said that CT
6: would backstab me, and I didn't believe him. So, sorry, Leroy, you backstabbing (laughs) I've got one thing to say. Nanny, I'm home! (laughs) I dropped Nanny as a partner. I tried to vote her into elimination. And now I'm back with her. This game is screwed.
1: All right, so, Kyle, come down.
7: Go get her. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm back with Kyle. I'm in such an emotional state of mind right now.
6: (laughs) you, you lying bastards! I'm home! What a trick. I'll tell you all about it when we get back to the headquarters.
1: (laughs) All right, so Nani and Kyle, you are now partners once again. All right, Corey. since you are the first rogue agent of the night, you can either choose Big T or Gabby. I mean, I saw the way this person won the challenge with Devin.
0: she solved the puzzle. I've said all along, I'm missing that part of my game, so I'm gonna go with Gabby. She's the puzzle queen that I need, and I feel like we might be able to work
1: well together.
7: The Corey curse is going strong. I'm now his sixth partner, so hopefully I've got what it takes to break it.
1: All right, so Corey, Gabby, you're now partners, which leaves Big T and Nam. I think my partnership with
6: Big T will work very good because I know she needs a gold skull as much as I need the gold skull. And she has a lot of potential. So it may be up to me to to bring that potential out of her.
1: Come on down, gentlemen.
4: He's come back home. Kyle is back with Nanny. I love that moment where he's like, oh, I can't tell you what I've been doing on vacation.
5: (laughs) Uh, We needed that. Uh, that little bit of levity here. And uh, to be fair, again, Kyle handled it brilliantly, delivered it well. Probably instantly got himself back on a slightly stronger foot with Nanny than he normally would by being, she's like, oh yeah, that's the side of Kyle I know and love. Um,
4: But I think as well, she was quite upset at the time. And I think that in that moment just gave her a little bit of light relief because she did what I call the cry laugh, where you really want to cry, but someone does something that allows you to laugh.
5: Yeah, it's a good point. Um, Also, in terms of, Numbering, I think that's the right choice. It's
4: probably the right. um, I it wasn't what I expected
5: them to do. I'll be honest. Uh, Okay, then talk about the end because I think I've got what you were going to say, but that's interesting.
4: Then the other two pairs: uh, Corey, cursed Corey, and Gabby, which means Gabby will be the next woman eliminated. Yeah. Also, Um, Gabby,
5: the uh, the puzzle queen. She's a... Uh, yeah, I think that's some of Devin's slipstream. She might have been swimming in there for that, but hopefully she'll prove me wrong. Um, and then Nam and Big T, which
4: could potentially be the nicest pairing in the history of the challenge. Um, and our friend uh, Devin, not the wonderful Devin Simone, the uh, face of the challenge, Devin Walker, on the challenge aftermath, uh, did say uh, Nam and Big T is nicest person number one in a pair with nicest person number two.
5: Yeah, definitely. That one... So that one, uh, if Nam didn't have this pre-existing injury, I could have actually seen going quite well. Because mm. I think Big T would bring out the best in Nam that Lolo failed to do. And I think Lolo kind of grinded him down. And Nam is basically similar physical specimen to CT, but we've seen him lose a pole wrestle to him. But, like, he's not bad. But less of and, an arsehole. Yeah, and... Yeah, I, I, I thought they, they would have done quite well together, actually. Did you? Okay, can I see if I can pick your. I don't know. What Did you think Kyle would pick Big T, banking no. it on being an individual final? No, okay. no
4: I thought he'd he Gabby because they obviously know each other from the UK influencer scene. Mm-hmm. Gabby, actually, I know she's petite. But she's a personal trainer. She's very in shape. Her cardio's all there. Like, I actually think she, we haven't seen enough of her, but I do think she's better than what we haven't seen, if that makes sense as a sentence. So I thought Kyle would pick Gabby, Corey would pick Nanny, and Nan would be left with Big T. Fair.
5: Yeah, yeah, sound logic. Um... What do you think of these new partnerships? Kyle's obviously well, Ky- downgraded. Ky- yeah, Kyle's traced it down. Corey, it but, doesn't matter.
4: But what I will say is, huge nanny fan. Fucking love nanny.
5: <laughs> you know,
4: and I've, I've I've always loved nanny, and I think that's the great thing is the consistency of my love for nanny on this podcast. Um, it's, it's, you know, and it's not because she's with Kyle and I root for Kyle. That's that's not the reason I love nanny. I love nanny for all reasons. I love nanny for. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. I can't think of any reasons there. Um, I think it's not... Corey's had an upgrade because Corey doesn't normally have a partner. Um, and at least he'll
5: get to go for the... At least he'll get to go for the daily win next time.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Lucky lucky Corey finally gets to take part in a challenge.
5: Yeah, which we'll um, go to the end is not the one I would want to do.
4: <laughs> I mean, I think they're interesting partnerships. I think they're very... Land of the Misfit Toys put together type that partnerships.
5: A, that is a brilliant way of describing it. Yeah, it's a... It's also potentially... Okay, if Gabby is all right at puzzles, which I don't think she is, but I think she's dead anything, Corey's actually at least made another good strategic decision like because he doesn't know who solved what. He just saw them win. So mm. based on what he knew, valid.
4: Also, he was very clever in saying that because if he'd have just gone, I'll go for Gabby, it would have seemed like, oh, he didn't want Big T. Whereas by actually giving yeah. a reason, it doesn't seem like, you know, it might have been that he did want Gabby, but I mean, but by giving a reason, it makes, doesn't make Big so, T feel bad.
5: Sorry, every time you we, we say Corey strategy, that scene of him writing in a book pops into my head and I just get really confused because I, I just didn't know he could read. I um, told
4: you Ryder has been homeschooling <laughs>
5: That's actually quite an adorable image. Um none of these are final threats, I think is no. how I'd summarise it.
4: I, I I'll be honest, I, I can see two or three more steals happening for the rest of this season. Yeah. I think ultimately, this sounds harsh on the female still in. I think there's only two girls that could win a final.
5: Casey and Cam? End. Yeah. Amber B, I think if Darrell. Oh, I forgot about Amber her. B. I don't, I don't think she's going to slow Darrell down. That's it. I think Nanny and Kyle will slow each other down because they'll yeah. both struggle they'll with puzzles. Bicker as well. Yeah, I just sense it happening. Um, Nanny will Co- stop for a cigarette. <laughs> I love Nanny
4: so much. I just love her. She's
5: brilliant. Now I'm Big T, injured in physical limitations. Yeah, th- there's... I hope I'm proved wrong, and I hope Kyle goes and smashes the final with Nanny all by himself, but I don't see any of those pairs really threatening. Do
4: you know what I feel CT's decision did to, as a viewer, me not knowing who could potentially win? It's like this whole thing's been a balloon and CT just popped it.
5: Yeah, true, actually, because there's some very good people who do power rankings over on the Reddit, Mm. and it's always been... Kyle, Cam, Casey, Leroy in a varying degree of yeah. orders based on who they've got, right? That's now gone.
4: I still wouldn't put it past if Fessy ends up going down
5: again and winning, Fessy stealing Casey. Yeah, I, I, I think he might try and get himself in if he can, to be honest. Because yeah. um, I don't think we've ever heard anyone... No, we have had one person say in, like, episode seven or eight, um, mm. we don't know what the final's going to be like but I think I thought that would be a much bigger topic of conversation.
4: Sorry. I was wondering, I thought for a minute, you meant me. You have also said that. (laughs)
5: Yeah. yeah, You, yeah, you, you you have, you have that like, that might be your comment that does age well.
1: Well, we still don't
5: know. Almost will bring you back to zero if that one's right. (laughs) But it's, it's, to quote Sarah Rise, Mr. has changed everything without me being ironic about it, but it's a big move and it has weakened a lot more people than it's strengthened, I think.
4: Well, I think we should leave the toxic environment of the crater and get back to the house because we get back to the house and there, there's a really lovely chat between um, the uh, the new partnership of Corey and probably the next girl being eliminated because she's with Corey, Gabby. <laughs> um
5: should we, just, says, should we just start? Should we just start numbering them now? What, called, like Corey like and Henry number, the Eight's Wives? Yeah, Corey and number seven. Who was Corey's first? Tori Nat-
4: No, was it not Nat? Oh yeah, Tori. divorced. Uh, then it was Natalie, beheaded. <laughs> then it was Ashley. <laughs> I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to say anyone died. Um, divorced, beheaded. Oh, maybe, maybe what Gabby could be the one that survives. Therese, divorce beheaded uh, died divorce beheaded survive yeah hold on so wait so actually let's actually do this so ashley died um and then who did he have no. next did he have Teresa?
5: did he go straight to Teresa?
4: Teresa, divorced then amber m behe- beheaded in a very sassy way number uh, six gabby, gabby. survived yeah. gabby's gonna win the challenge um, but no, sorry. So
5: back the on the most track. Low, low key victory ever. Um, you're right. That was, it our, is a... that was our
4: history lesson for the day, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Henry VIII
5: and his wives. Um, your co- yeah, your have... commitment to education is wonderful. But it's, um, it goes what you well you with what... their conversation. I really liked it. it. It went well with what you said last episode about how they're like that couple who have been thrown together and have to stay together. Um, and it was just nice to go. Oh God, he got on my nerves, but he was one of the few funny people in this house. It's like that is exactly how I think I would describe Devon if I was having to live with him.
4: And it almost feels like that one-year contract from their married at first uh, sight episode had run out, and therefore they'd they decided we're getting the divorce. And then he's moved out, and she's like, "Do you know what? I do miss him a little bit. He wasn't all bad, and it was just quite nice." But also, can I just say, like, I've really liked Corey this season. From playing the game-wise, he's done atrocious. He's just, like, killed a load of people. But just from, like, him being a nice human being, I've really liked watching him. He actually... He posted a video on his Instagram today, which was um, Cheyenne's pregnant um, with her with her boyfriend. Mm. Um, and it was a video of Cheyenne telling Ryder that she was pregnant. And the fact that, like, Cheyenne used the explanation of, you know, how you're such a good big sister um, to Mila and Taylor had a baby, well, mummy's going to have a baby as well. Um, And it's so nice, like, because, you know, you see reality TV stars that sleep together, have a baby, and then suddenly hate each other. And they actually seem to have a really nice relationship. And there was a really cute moment after she told her where um, Ryder goes, Can I tell daddy?
5: Oh, that is really sweet.
4: Yeah, like I just think Corey, since he's—I know we joke about the whole—he's—he's a, he's a dad. Since he's become a dad, especially—I—I I don't watch Team Mum, but I just think on the challenge, since he's become a dad, he's just become a really genuinely nice guy.
5: Yeah, I think I think he always tried. It, like, there's bits in Rivals Free, right, where he defends shy he, he stands up for people occasionally and i think that element of his personality was probably always there but just mm. since he's like calmed down with I mean a dad and his strategy element has grown just seems to be a pretty decent bloke it's yeah. just not a f- fucking terrible partner <laughs> it's not even part it's not even terrible he's just
4: cursed <laughs> <laughs> um and we then go to uh quite an emotional scene of Nanny crying in, um, in the bedroom to Amber B, Big T and Casey uh, about how she's going to miss Josh and, you know, how she likes Kyle, but Josh was a different kind of partner. They had a good dynamic and he made her feel really good about herself. And Casey's sad as well because, obviously, she's friends with Josh. She's lost her alliance. This scene made me really like Josh. I, d- <laughs> I feel if you can have that effect on people you're probably a really nice guy and i think i think he plays the reality tv star very well but he plays the reality tv buffoon even better but actually (laughs) i think genuinely deep down to have those connections with people in a game like this he's probably a really really nice guy and i slightly feel a bit bad about all the horrible things we said about him but that's him as a player not him as a person
5: i'd say don't feel bad right because there's Two or three instances. So the thing he does when he has an argument with Big t- with CT after he says CT's made Casey cry is the elements of the worst type of top- yeah. uh, of Josh, right? But throughout the season, as I've said, there's been a few reactions of him outside. Everyone does clearly really like him. And yeah, it, f- he's probably an all right guy. But you can be an all right guy and you can still be a fucking irritating piece of shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I it think... Is? He, he's an irritating uh, goof,
4: but he's got a heart of gold.
5: Mm, I forgot a really funny thing Devin said, and that's going to annoy everyone because I've interrupted a bit about Josh to talk about Devin. But Go on. It's, it's a bit where Devin leaves and just goes, and you will see this punchable face again in the future. And that's the yeah. line I really liked from his sign-off interview. Um, I don't want to talk about people crying anymore. Okay, well, <laughs> why don't... He's he's not crying, and
4: he very much reiterates that he's not crying. He's just annoyed. Um, Kyle is he's, he's not happy with CT. Um, he he's he's talking to Leroy about it. He's talking to Cam about it in the kitchen. I think this is quite a big scene, so I think we should head over to the kitchen and see exactly what went down with Kyle and CT.
6: What a lying piece of she is. She's gone. I get it. Like someone is going to pick Cam. She's amazing. But I just didn't expect it to be someone who I voted with and someone who promised me they wouldn't, you know? Cam was the perfect partner for me. She's a leader, and I'm a follower, and I loved following her around. Like, if you did it, I wouldn't be surprised. I I would have been like, you, Darrell, but I would have been like, whatever. Just, it's just
0: I mean, what'd you expect, Cam? Come on, man, you know she was gonna get taken. You took her from somebody. You don't think somebody's gonna take her from you? That's just the way the game works, brother.
6: Oh, there's a thief. Oh, that's the <laughs> oh. Stuff, huh?
0: How did you say it? I'm just playing my game? You just proved you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted ever. You Night told can me you, you were going to help can me you? get my skull. But and I said, did. You did, you did, played I, played? did I vote with you? I voted with you. Yeah, you did, because did, yeah. I didn't play you. Yeah. And you said, yeah. I like you. You, play, you played this? Because you, you like me. And I'm going you you. you. you played this? You. you. I didn't do anything to anybody but you. The
6: game has just been sucked out of Kyle. Like, he has, he's just like a limp noodle. He's just like, man, he looks like he lost his best friend. But you know what? Kyle was one of the sneakiest players in this game. And I feel like Kyle got what was coming to him.
0: So don't, okay. there's no we here, Kyle. It's just you. Right. Got you. I'm right then. Got you. you got What's your own menacing. You've been playing both sides the entire time. Your own partner didn't even trust you. She didn't want you, bro. All right, relax, all right, Kyle, all right? She's not your girlfriend. She was your partner. Tom, did you want me? Oh my,
3: don't put yeah. me in y'all's mess, Did you okay? want me or
1: me? Leave want me out
3: of me? y'all's did you argument. Want me? The fact that I'm connected to CT who has enemies He's kind of messing up my alliances, and I don't like that because when I was with Kyle, I didn't really have any enemies in the game. So CT needs to figure that out.
0: Hey, I'm always to play both sides. Everybody oh, knows Kyle. You. you just got in your own game for
6: once. Whatever. So just get over
0: it. I've had a
6: big fall in this game. I was literally the king of the game, and I had my queen. And now I don't feel like I've got anyone in here. The only reason you
0: even acted like you were my friends is because you needed me. Because the I devil didn't. need you. I'm sitting pretty with these guys. What are you crying about? I'm not crying. You sound upset. I was upset because you know I, I was a part there. I it you, you because old? I feel betrayed. I you can't
6: admit, for once, you're in the wrong. I just told you. All you, I, you I, do I, is raise your voice what? You,
0: you... I'm not even upset. Kind of whatever you're trying to do right
4: now. I'm not trying strong. to do anything. I'm sick. Just take the elbow. I'm taking it back to my room. you, CT. So this was a weird one because Kyle seemed like half pissed off, but half joking and CT seemed very nasty.
5: Yeah, he did. Like he kept going after Kyle's like previous history in the game, which yeah. we, we get it. He's played both sides before. He's very good at it. Um, I think, I think this is CT knowing he's done something wrong, but his person, you know, we spoke last time about the, the old CT still being in there, the aggressive mm. side of it. And a lot of that came out because he—he's just—he's very defensive at the moment about his decision. He knows it's—he knows he did it for money. He knows it's good for the game. Can't, yeah, we know. Yeah, he knows it's good for the game. And there's a bit later where he talks about assassinating his character, and he is just defending himself loads now. But he knows he's in the wrong.
4: He's almost had to go all in on this. Yeah. Like he, if he was. In making this move, he couldn't have done it half assed. Like he couldn't have done it and then gone around apologizing to people. He's had to do like
5: the full heel turn. Yeah, and I, I lean into now being a villain of the season, really. <laughs> yeah.
4: But it was, it was just, I don't know, it was it was really nasty, like the tone, the look that he was giving him, the things he was saying. And like, I know Carl did the whole like, oh fuck you, CT, but There's a slight jokey tone to it in that Kyle knows it's not real life and he knows that, you know, it is a game move. It's fucked up. Like, Kyle's pissed off, I think, more because it's fucked up his game and he thought he was mates with CT. CT just seemed... CT doesn't have a reason to hate Kyle and to treat Kyle like this, which is why it's really weird. Like, CT could have been all jokey and been like, look, dude, I had to do it to win my game. Or even been like, look, I had to do it to win my game, but I'm not going to throw you in or anything like that. But he's literally basically told him, you're now my number one target, which is so weird considering where we were at last week.
5: Yeah. I wonder if he held, I I might be reading too much into this, but I wonder if he holds a bit of a grudge for Kyle not throwing him down when Kyle won two or three weeks ago. Well, he did
4: mention that because remember he said, look, I've been playing on your side. He said, well, no, you haven't because you didn't throw me down. And Kyle was like, well, I voted your way.
5: And we've said they're not fully aligned because of that. So CT's got a little bit of a leg to stand on there, but he's got someone who skips a lot of leg days there.
4: Yeah, it was... I I didn't like CT in this episode. It was...
5: Just be hard for you because you're a mu- you're a much bigger fan of CT than I've been. So I think I imagine this episode's really really bothered you. <laughs> it brought back like horrible memories of the old
4: CT, it, like it really did. Um, especially kind of a moment that comes up a bit later. Mm. Um, but you know, Kyle feels betrayed and alone in the game. Cam's worried because when she was car, she had no enemies. Now she's got all the enemies. Um, but the person that's been hit probably the hardest by this is Big T. So she's in the bedroom. She's telling most of the house that CT's basically used her. She's upset because she feels stupid. She trusted him. And that, like, CT basically treated her like trash and he's crushed her confidence and killed her spirit.
5: So I I can actually, this bit, one, not an easy watch, but two, completely makes sense because she couldn't have been more proud of her challenge career than she was last week, I don't think. And that's yes. absolutely the peak of her as a competitor because <clears throat> good social game, never in doubt. Um, nice human being, never in doubt. Lovely human being. Everyone really likes her. The physicality has always been the bit where people will be like, oh, that's the problem with her. And she does something pretty amazing in a challenge. And then she's, and then CT's complimenting her quite rightly as well. Mm. But then he has just like, as you've said, fully heel turned and she'll, and she'll now think, oh, is everything he said to me a lie? That that thought will have Mm. gone through her head and she'll now be doubting herself. And it again, just goes back. CT has played this in the most harmful way possible. One to his own game, but two to see, to Big T and a lot of other people.
4: It, It And it goes back to what I said before. It's like, he probably said to himself, "If I'm going to do this, I have to go all out because I can't half-ass this. I have to, I have to become a villain because if I try and play the the oh, I've forgotten the word victim. If I try and play the victim role, I have no justification."
5: I still think there's a significantly better way to do this, which is you went through when we were ugh, we were in the crater for a long time. This episode, mate. <laughs> well, they were too. It took up over half the episode. Yeah, I imagine with the reset as well, they were probably down there for a good like three or four hours, which probably wasn't a uh, probably wasn't the most fun. But mm. I, I, there's another bit which you've called out here as well. Um, Cam doesn't seem overly happy with this, does she? The entire situation. I think Cam's
4: thing is she's not been in a position this whole game where she's worried once that she's going to be thrown in, other yeah. than when Amber B threw her in. But actually, you do need to go in at go. some point to get your gold and she,
5: and she won so like yeah. five, but she's
4: she's never been in a position where anyone's really been targeting her so she's now got the biggest heel in the game on her team and because of the whole situation now that once all the skulls are gone you're definitely not going to know if it's guys or girls day that people might try and throw her in and actually he ends up going in but if I'm being honest, I actually don't think Cam has that much to worry about because I think that she'll get stolen as soon as another guy wins in the crater.
5: I completely agree with you. And she'll probably welcome it. Mm. Um,
4: oh, can I just go back to one thing that happened in the crater, which we forgot to mention? Was uh, after sure CT... it was all the
5: way back down there. Yeah,
4: it's just a quick one. <laughs> after CT made the big song and dance about picking Cam, I love the moment where Leroy's like, dude, remember, she's my girlfriend, Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> And there's a bit here where CT doesn't say anything about not your girlfriend. That's not an argument to use in this because there's no logical defence, that being the point. I think the biggest
4: problem is that this was a game move that CT could have made clear was a game move, could have behaved like a game move, but he turned it into a personal move and there was no justification from it to either of the two people that he did it to.
5: Yeah, agreed. That's a very nice way of um, suggesting this.
4: Okay, so in that case, we'll put that bit to sleep and then we'll wake up. And in in the next morning, Nam is in a lot of pain. He is really struggling with his back um, and the house is rallying around him and they're telling him to rest up. Um, I think it was about four years ago, I sprained my upper and lower back. Oh, and God, how'd you do that? It's the most innocuous thing. And when I was in hospital and I was like, I don't understand how this has happened from what has happened. One of the things they said to me is we've seen people who've had the same injury from sneezing. So basically I was walking to the bus stop and I kind of, I didn't fall over, but my leg slipped a bit in a puddle. Yeah, And I just kind of moved my body to make sure I didn't fall over. And that was it. It was like a small jerk and I was absolutely fine. Uh, I got into work and then about an hour into work, I got, my arms got all tingly all the, all the way down to my fingers. Um, And then I couldn't move my legs and then my whole back seized up.
1: Jesus. So it
4: didn't like happen straight away. So I had to go to the hospital. I got put on ridiculous amounts of painkillers. I couldn't walk, like walking from, I've got an suite and walking from my bed to the toilet took me about 10, 15 minutes.
5: Jesus. Um, and that, I, that's
4: I, interesting I had, though,
5: because. It seems relatively innocuous how Nam did this, didn't exactly.
4: it? Exactly. And that's yeah. the thing about the back is, like, it's exactly what they say. What well, I think it was Durrell was, like, the only thing that can heal a back is time and painkillers. Because mm. um, I remember as well, it was two, two months, I think, before I was able to go back to the office and work just Jesus. because I couldn't actually get in. And then, annoyingly, two weeks after that, my brother jumped on my back because I was moving much, much better from the previous time he'd seen me. Um, and he didn't realise there were still a few issues with it. <sighs> and I ended up back bedridden. Oh. So that's the thing. It's like, you can't risk your back. And I think, yeah. was it, was it uh, Anissa or Leroy that said, you've only got one body, you've only got one back? Yeah. It's a great um, back, to be fair. Lovely back. He's got a lovely <laughs> back, lovely front. Just lovely, lovely human being. Um, do you know what's really nice as well, though? Is as well as now, is that TJ decided to give them the day off because yes, TJ makes all the decisions. For fuck's sake! Um, and um, basically sent them to a hot spring, uh, uh, which led to a segment that I felt was brought to us by the tourism board of Iceland.
5: Okay, one. I'm still of opinion Iceland is beautiful, and oh, yeah, I think you probably, I think you probably got a point. This was to show off Iceland. This is when I really started to get annoyed with this episode, to be honest, mate. I think you can tell I'm usually quite positive about them when you've been down. But it's like, oh, give us something. Your elimination was a letdown. There's been a lot of, like, virtual in here. Now I get to watch people, when I can't go outside, enjoy themselves in a lovely hot spring, drink champagne, and have to relive the bit of this episode I don't enjoy. I, I thought this episode was weak.
4: That's interesting. We'll come back to that at the
5: end. Sorry, I've been holding that in for a while. (laughs) Um,
4: But we'll just go through a few things that happened at the hot spring. So Leroy and Cam kissed a bit and they're really happy. Um, Kyle told Big T that CT was a prick.
5: Shock, Um, I agree with Kyle.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, CT sent some champagne over to Big T. Um, And then once again, Corey, who begins to grow more and more on me, in this episode, he has this really nice chat with Big T and look, says, look, you handled yourself really well. You could have gone off at the deep end. Um, but then Big T says something that kind of really upsets me based on how we've seen this series, the things we've learned about where she says, I need to figure out my emotions because I feel weak. Yeah. And Cor- Corey just says to her, he's like, look, don't let this hurt your game. And he tries to lift her spirit. And then she says the one thing that really upset me where she said, I've lost my sparkle and my heart yeah. for this experience let's take a moment i'm sad it was really sad to watch like you can tell that she's genuinely been affected
5: yeah and i i can understand why because it's she's probably not an overly confident person in this game back to physicality he raised right. her up and then he was a dick about it this episode constitutes a lot of things I don't like about the challenge, I've realised. <laughs>
4: well, how do you feel about Amber B and Nanny having to
5: talk about Josh? Um, uh, at least this was back to the game, slightly. It was nice to see a bit of... A, OK, for Josh bit as well, yeah, cool, Gay's a great guy, but it's still, it was just sad. There wasn't any like, nice bits in this episode.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, also, we now know that Carl's going to get done over again because Nanny says... Well, I'm not keeping Kyle. Once I get my skull, I'm dumping him and I'm switching over to Fessy. It's
5: very arrogant to assume she's going to get her skull. I was.
4: I I love Nanny. I will never say (laughs) a word about her. Um, She has a nanny chance of doing that. It was where she goes because that's what Josh would have wanted. He's not
5: dead. (laughs) Also, actually, no. Josh actually is probably the kind of guy who would want her to win. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Fessy's probably very okay with that as well. it's an upgrade to Anissa in Fessy's eyes. Oh, I feel so bad for Kyle if he went from Cam to Anissa in two episodes.
4: Oh, it really, It's almost at this point. The thing is, I still think Kyle, let's be honest, is now bottom of the totem pole for all of the um, guy skulls. So he actually still has a chance to go against Corey. And if he wins that, he can
5: get Cam back. So it's not all... Ooh, ooh, hope that happens. I'm back. Yeah. Wait, I'm, ha- I'm happy again now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It really it's perks not... me up with that thought. <laughs> I mean, ultimately,
4: he risks getting eliminated, but it's, it's not all over for him. Um, you know who it may be all over for, though? Because back at the house, uh, Nam is now in excruciating pain with the back, um, and the house are basically urging him to go to hospital, and Nam's in so much pain that he says that he feels fragile.
5: Oh, he's just adorable. Um, I don't. I well, imagine, Na- Nam's that... got one. Nam's got one hell of a pain threshold because he tweeted it two or three episodes ago. They've done some stuff which is not easy with a bad back in this. Like, hanging onto the rope and swimming alone last week must have been agony. Digging with a bad back is horrible. Um
4: Well, I'm surprised, to be honest, that his back hasn't given out earlier, considering that he's been carrying Lolo for the whole season. Boom!
5: Realise that's my favourite part of this entire episode, is you saying that.
4: (laughs) Thank you very much. I imagine, George, when you've had a big night out, or nowadays a night in, that you feel quite fragile in
5: the morning. I'm very hit or miss with my hangovers at the moment. I either wake up being completely fine or I generally have to do what Nam does and stay in bed.
4: <laughs> I basically, I just wanted to say the word fragile. It's literally my new favourite thing. I don't think I'm going to say fragile anymore.
5: Are you replacing sassy with fragile?
4: No, sassy and fragile are so different.
5: No, I meant like is your favourite word. Oh, no, I'm
4: still all about the sass. Um, But she didn't come back, which means not only do we get no sass, but you get a free drink. Um, But yeah, Nam agrees to go to the hospital, gets it checked out. Fingers crossed it's okay. Um, Spoiler alert for later in the podcast. It's not.
5: Um, Outside. (laughs) And the world's most unhelpful spoiler alert goes to... (laughs) Levi,
4: all, come on down. They've all watched the episode if they're listening to the podcast. Um, outside, CT is building a campfire for his apology to, uh, to, uh, to Big T. I can imagine that this can only go one way. Why don't we head to the campfire and find out?
0: Big T, will you come with me now? Come on, Come with me.
2: My biggest thing about being partners with CT was that when we were first partnered up in the Crater, he ran to me, he had such a huge smile on his face. He genuinely was so happy to be my partner. And then to have that completely flipped around and clearly not true, I feel deflated.
0: This is you. No. All right, hit me. Give me everything you got, I deserve it. Go ahead. I'm
2: an easy going person. I don't mind if you switch partners. I saw that coming. Nobody wants to be with me in this game anyway. I'm not the best challenge. I'm not the best competitor. But the thing is, is the way that you delivered that was so humiliating. See, see, I thought you were joking. If you had just been like, Big T, we've had a good ride. Thank you so much, but I don't want to ride a final with you. I choose camp. You could have just done it like that. You're right. The way that you did it, CT, it broke my spirit. No, wait, because I've been doing these challenges that terrify me. And you were the person that I would go to to feel brave. I did these things because of you. I could have quit it. And I wanted to quit. But I was like, no, because I don't want to let CT down. And you do that... (laughs) You treat me in that way. I came into this game being like, don't trust anyone, but like, you were my emotional support and I trusted you. As a partner, you can snake me, but like, the friends don't talk to each other like that. And it's really knocked my confidence and I don't want to be here anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. You deserve better and I've never meant to hurt you. Tula. My big team, Tula, I will always be here for you. And I want you to understand, I don't care what all these people say. You came from being the first one I guess at home to be a force that's reckoned with. And all I did was show you that you're far stronger than you think you are. But big
2: team, <clears throat> you're not ready for that final Look at it look at I'm it. I'm not ready for that final. No. See, see, this is the thing. You seem to be like apologizing for picking cam. That's not what I'm I'm not apologizing. apologizing for that. No
0: one I'm apologizing for? What? Breaking
2: your heart. No, breaking my spirit.
0: Tula! No one's gonna break your spirit.
2: You have! Look You've at been me. through far
0: more. You don't need me.
2: No, I don't need you. I'm just saying, I need you to be honest with me. Because you
0: lied to I me. I didn't lie. I broke a promise. If someone Can lies, I Yeah, but no, but No, 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 no. If no. someone lies, C-C- they have a fee. Pre- no, no, no. Because C-C- I know C-C-C- where you're going with it. No, you're trying to assassinate my character. I know where you're
2: going with this. You promised me. I broke a promise. You promised me. I broke a promise. I will stay with you.
0: After I win, who should I pick as a partner?
2: You better pick me, C T. OK.
0: Promise? I've already promised.
2: Tell that to my son,
0: why well, we didn't win a million dollars. Because she was good to me, but she couldn't finish the final. I didn't ask you to be taking- I'm not asking you to stop, Tula. Why are you trying to make me
2: out
0: to be this scumbag? Because you're a liar. No, I'm not a liar. I broke a promise. There's a difference. You are
2: a liar. I am now realizing that I'm no longer part of this conversation. This conversation has turned into CT's massive monologue. If you're apologizing to someone, just go up and apologize. Stop making it all theatrics, you know. It's annoying. Don't make me promises. That's what I'm asking. I don't make me promises. Every time time I talk to to you, every time I I try to tell you... Is it's this not a shouting match? I'm not going to let you Are we talking or are we shouting over each other? I'm not let's do that too.
6: Big T has erupted. Drag CT down. Call him a piece of Tell him what you think of him, Big T.
2: You're a liar. Everyone knows it. You're a piece of you. I don't want to be friends with you. I am not friends with people who talk to me like that down in the crater. Be a decent person. Actions speak louder than words. CT, words on, goodbye.
4: So basically, Big T is really upset because she kind of feels like CT's been fake the whole time. How do you think CT did with this
5: apology? Okay, let's take out my level of venom and try and be objective here.
4: I thought thought it was going really well up until one point.
5: Yeah, the effort of doing a campfire was a nice touch. He gave her space before. Not always the best option, but can work well when he knows better than me. So I'm not going to judge that well, one.
4: She, her emotions were probably quite
5: fragile at the time. <laughs> well done, thank you. Um, yeah, there's a bit where this just goes completely south, isn't it? Like it's it's nice, it's nice, and then
4: well, it's he- like. Yeah, it's nice and it feels personal. He's calling her Tula. He's not calling her Big T, almost taking the kind of game side out of it by, you know, making it about her as a person. And then he says, but Big T, you're not ready for the final. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot, mate. Like, you didn't mean any of what you said beforehand because now that one bit changes
5: it from an apology to a justification. But yeah, there's a very I can't remember the quote, but it's uh nothing you say before the word but matters. Mm. And if he had used that big T, you're not ready for the final before he switched, or phrased it better, right? Which is look, we had the mini final, we lost this is four million dollars. I, I haven't got many more of these left in me. I need to give myself the best shot of winning I'm going. Fine. Using it now, yeah, you see why she goes off on him. God, I'm glad she goes off on him, mate. But it's do you know what, what I love? To what?
4: That was the moment that lit a fucking fire under her ass. Ironically, they were round a fire. And I have never, ever, ever, ever seen someone stand up to CT on the challenge like Big T stood up to him.
5: No, it's a really good point, actually, because he played... Where's Chucks' mattress off the the balcony in Rivals? Yeah, because he knows that
4: CT can't hit him.
5: Yeah, and he's far away. This is someone literally laying into CT. And I'd say she gets the better of this argument, to be fair.
4: Oh, 100%. Like, she basically sees... As soon as he uses the word but, she sees through the whole fucking song and dance and the whole charade. And she literally says, you broke a promise... And then he starts bringing up his son and it's like, mate, you can't justify it because you've already said this and about your son, this is about you. Um, And like her whole thing the whole time is this isn't about you changing partners. I don't care that you change partners. This is a game. You can change partners. You can pick pick Cam, which is why him saying things like you're not ready for the final and like, how could I say to my son that I didn't win a million dollars because I stayed with you? That's why none of that actually matters in his apology all he needs to say is everything that i said to you i meant yeah but for my game i had to leave you and pick cam and i completely fucked up how i did it and i should have sat down i should have spoken to you and honest to god i love you as a human being i think you're such a great person i want us to continue our friendship i you know if we're thinking game i still want to be aligned with you but for me to win it i couldn't be with you um, but I shouldn't have done it the way that I did it. That's all he needed to say, but he didn't, he, it was, n- it wasn't an apology. It was a justification. And I'm so glad that she went off on him and she said what she, what she had to say. And I felt like that inner confidence that he'd sucked away from her. She reclaimed.
5: Yeah. it's, it's more powerful because it's against the person who took it from her. Yeah. Um, I still didn't like the scene. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad she did it, and hmm. it was actually it was pretty cool that she's going to have at least the legacy of standing up to see, being the only person to stand up to CT like that. It's pretty cool.
4: I also think, like, let's be honest, when she um, when she came into the challenge on War of the Worlds too, I'd never watched Shipwrecked. I assume you'd never watch Shipwreck because you don't watch any reality TV other than the challenge. Um, <laughs> she was kind of this kind of smaller girl. And you know she did well in impressed her elimination with Georgia, but she didn't really do much in the season. I never thought two seasons on she'd she be, would a be a star. Yeah, she exactly—that's best way to describe her.
5: You could arguably, you could make an argument for MTV pushing her as the face of the challenge. I think I wouldn't be surprised.
4: I think if it wasn't an athletic competition, and it was another kind uh, of show, yes, I think it's it, very it, hard right. to. Push someone to be the face of the challenge who's very unlikely to win the challenge.
5: Yeah, that, that was wrong by me. Also, it's 100% going to be Cam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after this. Yeah. <laughs>
4: um, but, you know, Big T, after she's had this eruption on CT, she goes and has a chat with Gabby. Um, and I feel like she's got a confidence back here. And she basically says, look, he's a manipulator, but he's screwed going forward in any season that we do together. Is Big T versus CT the rivalry we never knew we wanted?
5: God, imagine if they get Pair to go on a rival season.
4: <laughs>
5: where he where he
4: can't get away from her. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, did you really think three seasons <laughs> ago, two and a half seasons ago, that two and a half seasons down the line, she would verbally lay the smack down on CT and basically no. now become his worst nightmare? She's also
5: got power in the game, right? We still know that people vote the way yeah, she because everyone loves her yeah also and, i
4: think to be honest people are going to try and get her her skull
5: yeah because they probably don't mind seeing her in a final And we know getting there would be a great achievement for her how amazing
4: would it be if she got to the final and she won it and ct came second
5: oh uh, so actually i was going to say if this was a movie that is a hundred percent what would happen yeah. after this fight you'd get the rocky s montage of, of her Big training G. yeah for what would be like Pretty sure I've got about a week and a half left now, right? But <laughs> yeah. De-
4: Devin, give- not Devin, sorry, Darrell giving her boxing training.
5: Yeah, definitely. Her hanging over the beans in the igloo, doing sit ups with a rock behind her head, <laughs> and, tr- and then dropping the rocks on CT when he walks in. Um, oh that's a men's name is that okay. yeah and then you're right the scene with G- Gabby nice this could be an interesting thing for the rest of the season is she seems too nice to be vengeful and vindictive though but nice people when they've been portrayed they do hit a tipping point where they're like yep you're fucked and they just yeah. really go all in Well, she does say she's like, he's gone to me
4: now and I'm doing this to prove it to myself. And she's got a new partner. She's got Nam. He's still quite fragile and he returns from the hospital and he heads straight to bed. Now, there is a shit ton of empty beds in this mansion. (laughs) Yet, why is the man with the bad back climbing up a ladder to the top bunk? I don't know, maybe he likes it there. (laughs) Sorry, why is the man who can't walk with a bad back (laughs) climbing up the ladder to the top bunk? God knows, but hopefully he had a good night's sleep because the next morning, the alarm is not going off. The challenge activation lights still have yet to flash. The siren has yet to ring. Um, but we have this nice scene with Leroy and Casey discussing like how easy their partnership's been. Um, there's been no drama. They want to go to the end with each other. They don't actually talk to each other normally, but they have this weird challenge connection where they can just work amazing together
5: which Uh, is not completely
4: agree
5: i think it's because they're both so easy going like we saw at the start of the season the only fractious bit of their relationship is um they're not really sharing any details of what they want i think over time that's probably eroded and because they've got so little there's been a there's not been much screen time of leroy this season at all and Mm. very little casey um it's probably because it's just been really really smooth
4: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, for me, they are probably the two that have the easiest path to the final now.
5: Um, Uh, Yeah, they've taken that Cam and Kyle kind of um, point, agreed. Uh,
4: I think they've got the easiest path to the final, and I think if Leroy's back holds up and there's no swimming in the final, I actually think they're now my favourites for the final. Not favourites as in I want them to win, just favourites in I expect them to win.
5: They've jumped up my list of who I want to win as well, though.
4: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're still waiting for this activation alarm. And as they wait for the lights, the natural light outside goes down. It's nighttime. Nam's in bed. Carl's in bed. They're all, you know, in their joggers. Not their challenge uh, mission joggers. Just their standard joggers, probably, from Boohoo. Um, and suddenly the dirty game tj the siren rings the activation alarm goes off it's time for a night challenge so while big t and nam ponder whether or not he can actually get through the mission today because he's so fragile i'm going to check in with our rogue agent redditor and then i'll join you and tj down at the mission So I'm here with this week's rogue agent Redditor. It's Lomat 12 from Reddit. Uh, she goes by the name of Lauren. Lauren, how are you doing?
7: I'm great, thank you for having me.
4: Thank you very much for uh, getting in touch um, and asking to be on. It's always great to chat to uh, a fellow Challenge fan because there aren't many in the UK, <laughs> just me and George.
7: <laughs> I think there's more than that, you just gotta find them.
4: <laughs> and um, what got you into the Challenge?
7: So I, Watched The Challenge when I was a little kid. Uh, so I had older, I'm the youngest in my family. So I had older siblings. So I have watched MTV from like an alarmingly young age. I think I started getting into The Challenge when I was around like 11 or 12 years old. Um, and this is around like the early 2000s. I'm super into it. Uh, and then when I went to college, um, I think you guys call it uni, but when yeah. I went to uni slash college, I kind of dropped off for about eight, eight or so years. And then around the time when Dirty 30 was airing, um, I had two of my closest girlfriends, like we were hanging out. We always talked about reality TV and they started talking about the challenge. I was like, oh my God, people are still watching the challenge. They're like, yes. And like people, oh geez, are in it. So I started watching Dirty 30 towards the end. Um, And then I've been rehooked ever since I've gone back and rewatched through that whole gap, but yes, I have two eras of watching the challenge.
4: (laughs) Do you, do you remember what the first series was? Or you call it season, the first season that you watched when you were much younger?
7: You know, I tried to go back and and look this up ahead of this podcast. I can't pinpoint the exact one, um, but I can tell you the one I remember the most. And Okay. This is I heard this on like your previous weeks too so it's going to sound like a repeat but battle of the sexes uh it's either one or two but it's a season where this person called Ruthie she's on the oh, girl side I remember
4: side. Ruthie yeah she
7: dominates the entire season and that's what sticks out to me um uh, so I super remember that season uh and I actually I went back, I remember when I watched that season, I went back and watched the real world Hawaii, which is what she debuted on. Um, And it was just uh, interesting. Yeah. So I love the old OGs. I love the new school. I love them both. And if
4: you had to pick like a favorite OG -er and a favorite new schooler, who who would it be?
7: Okay. So my favorite OG person is 1000% Queen V, Love Veronica, Uh, she was great and I feel like my new school pick is plays a similar game to Veronica and that's uh, Ashley Mitchell Uh, yeah I think I love them both because I relate to them the most like I feel like they if I were to ever be on the challenge they play like a similar game that I would play which is where you're definitely not the most athletic but you're fully self-aware of the fact that you're not the most athletic and you use like your alliances and like your puzzle skills and like your other skills to get to the end, get it done. So that's why I love them both.
4: And I think that's the thing. It's like if you were to look at Ashley in the invasion season, the first season that she won, you wouldn't look at her amongst all of the, um, the rookies and all of the, um, the champs that came in and go okay she's the one that's going to win but she's got that kind of she's not amazing at anything specific she's very very good at puzzles but there's nothing where you go okay she's unbelievable at that but you go she is solid at this 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 and this and this
7: she's a jack of all trades and invasion is one of my one of my top two seasons i think and the, I think the moment that solidified Ashley for me is – it's a sneaky, sneaky moment. And it's when they have that underdog uh, elimination towards the very end, right before the final. And they have just a very few amount of champs. But they have a ton of under, underdogs. they got to get rid of them both. It's the bloodbath, the underdog bloodbath. But bloodbath that's what they call it. The, f- and, the first and, part
4: or the second part or the third part.
7: So it's, they start out with a puzzle, right, And Amanda yep. – dominated the puzzle. Amanda's yeah. another high up there favorite of mine. Uh, but can, I, I gave- can I
4: pause you there just while we're talking yes. about Amanda? I don't think Amanda gets the credit that she deserves because so many people for some reason hate her. But I, I actually be- think yeah. if her and Zach, I think could have won final reckoning if mm-hmm. they didn't hate each other so much yeah. that, sh- that they sabotaged themselves.
7: Okay, so I've thought about this a lot because I love Ashley. She's my favorite one, and I also love Amanda. They're best friends on every season they're on. I think they're pretty much the same player, and I feel like people talk about this on Reddit every once in a while, is that Ashley – and Amanda could have easily been switched in their trajectories on the challenge. Like Amanda could have easily made the finals. She could have won, she probably would have won invasion because she's so good at puzzles and everybody messed up the puzzle other than, you know, them and that, the triangle thing. Yeah. Um, And then on final reckoning, like you said, if she, if she and Zach could have come to some sort of agreement they would have dominated the rest of this so i i think there's definitely an alternate universe where ashley is a zero time champion and amanda is a two-time champion
4: because i just remember zach and amanda on challenge days like the daily missions just being solid dominant and their their problem was as soon as they were out of the competition element of it they literally just hated each other so much
7: yeah, the, the two best teams on that season were Zach and Amanda and uh, Sylvia and Joss. Yeah. Easily for me. Uh, then you have like the obvious guy-guy teams, but like, I don't want to count them because it's a guy-guy team. But. Also, that was
4: <laughs> the most weirdly unfair season yeah. that they could possibly put together. I'm really sorry. I interrupted you. We went off on a tangent. Go back to what you were saying. I'm so sorry. What then.
7: was I saying? <laughs> um, we
4: were, You were talking about the bloodbath, the um, underdog's bloodbath.
7: Yeah, that's the moment that sold me on Ashley where, you know, she, Amanda, and Nicole Z were in that, like, pulling thing. Yeah. And you could tell they like, kind of, her and Amanda kind of made, like, a deal beforehand, and Ashley just went to the, the bell and got it. You could tell she kind of went snaky on that deal. The same thing happened in the guys' version of it, but I think it was... The guys' was. one was Corey. so Corey snaky. Is, Corey is the one that snaked Nelson. Um, the other thing I would like to point out about that bloodbath that on the rewatch like was crazy to me was that Corey was the one that snaked Nelson. I feel like Ashley snaked uh, Amanda a little bit. You go a season before that, and who were the pairs? It was Amanda, and Nelson, and Ashley and Corey.
4: <laughs> You've done the maths.
7: I, I've rewatched it a lot of times. <laughs>
4: what I would say though is I seem to remember when it was happening, Ashley and Amanda and Nicole, cause yes. they done like the underdog bloodbath originally, it was that weird thing where they were attached, they had to pick up the puzzle pieces and then they mm. took like seven hours to do the puzzle. Yeah. And I think Jenna got eliminated from that part. Jenna, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had that that three way run to the bell, which for me is that two part elimination, the run to the bell and then, um, the being attached and trying to be the first out of the ring is one of my favorite eliminations that they've done. But I seem to remember that the three girls have been in there for like an hour and they just couldn't move Nicole. And Ashley said, I I don't think it was so much a snake in the way that Corey's was, but Ashley said to Amanda, one of us is going to have to go to the other person's bell and then take her on. And I think they knew that actually Amanda probably Mm. is better in a physical competition against Nicole than, Ashley was
7: that's actually a fantastic point that I've never thought of here's what I have thought of because it happened in evasion then it happened to get in the final ranking like did Ashley and Amanda have some like behind the scenes deal of like if one of us wins we're splitting the money because I don't I, I don't think they actually did but I had to have the thought cross my mind because of how readily Amanda seemed to give up her game for Ashley in both those seasons
4: well, I I always think in um, Rivals three whether Johnny and Vinny had said to each other, yeah. "Whatever we win at the end, let's just go halves."
7: Oh, I think they definitely. I mean, they're cousins.
4: I, yeah, he didn't go halves with Sarah, so he may as well go halves. Like, with let's
7: be real. If I had to deal with my cousin on the season, there would be something going on.
4: So, um, Veronica, your favorite OG, Ashley, yeah. your um, your favorite uh, kind of. New school current challenger. Yes.
8: Um,
4: who's been your favorite so far this season? I know obviously Ashley was in and then she was out and then she was yeah. in again. She was doing the hokey cokey Um, but I mean in general, who's entertained you, who's made this season for
7: you so far? So, like, who's made the season? I mean, you can't discount devon and Josh. I mean, they're both just pure entertainment. Uh, Have you watched either of their like original reality TV seasons?
4: Um, So Big Brother America's not on in the UK. I do have access to it, but I find, and I've watched previous Big Brother series, but I just find they're too much of a commitment. Um,
7: Yeah. I mean, it's a million episodes. I don't blame you.
4: And are you the one I'm pretty sure is on in the UK, like is on catch up services in the UK, but it just doesn't interest me.
7: His season is on Netflix in the US. I don't know if they've released it in the UK,
4: but. I know they've just released two seasons of The Challenge on Netflix in the UK, but I don't know about Are You The One? But I don't know, that type, that kind of shows not, doesn't interest me. I think George and I have always said, like, we like the competition aspect and the competition yeah. drama. Um, and, you know, a, a computer allegedly matching you with your perfect match so that you can have a load of drama when the person that you have fallen for isn't your match doesn't really do it for me
7: well i I mean they're both built for reality tv there's Mm. no way around it i mean they know how to bring the drama and the entertainment i will say on both their original seasons so josh's is big brother 19 and uh is are you the one season three they are both awful awful Mm. they both i don't know if it's the edit uh, but they both look like awful human beings on <laughs> mm. <laughs> both of their original seasons so like josh is like somebody that it goes around and like wants to like bully the other house gets he's like banging pans and like he's that character um, and then devin on his season his first reality tv season he's basically just like <sighs> how to okay so you know the premise of are you the one which is like you have to get a perfect match there's always yeah. like a Every season has this trope of people get together in the first episode. They think they're meant for each other. They think that they're a perfect match. And then they get into the truth. Like everybody else puts them in the truth booth because they're like, we need to figure out if they're actually a match or if we need to split them up so they'll talk to other people because they're obsessed with each other. So Devin is part of this trope and he he ends up with this girl named Kiki who's like super attractive Um, and they're obsessed with each other I think like episode three they finally go in the truth booth and there are no match and he proceeds to like spend the rest of the season just like manipulating her and if she she tries to go and like explore other relationships because there are no match and he's he's really bad to her they both look awful in their original reality TV seasons but they definitely bring the entertainment. I'm not rooting for them. We went on a big tangent with this, anyways. <laughs> I'm not rooting for them to win, but they are well, probably they are gone now. Entertainment. Yeah, obviously, like I'm fine, like they're gone now, but <laughs> they they are so like parallel in who they are mm. as competitors. Uh, they actually they know they can't ever win like a fine, mm. uh, despite Josh's like confession. I end. but but I think that's
4: what I <laughs> like about Devin is that. He knows that he can't win
7: and he freely
4: says he can't win. He says it in confessionals. He says it in the house. Right. But he's really good at playing the game. Very
7: self-aware. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I think like George and I have said this a lot. They're the type of people that we like the ones that go in to play the game. They don't take it too seriously, but they also take it seriously. Um, Yeah. But they don't take themselves too seriously.
7: Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I love those players, too. Um, But who, as far as, like, who I'm actually rooting for to win the season with who's left, I've been rooting for, like, Leroy and Cam uh, since the beginning. I feel like they are both, like, they are such strong players. They've both made multiple finals. They've just never been able to get it done. Uh, I love, like, their, like, love story arc. Um, I would love to see them pair up at the end and win it together. I mean, that would be so amazing. Uh, Did you watch uh, the last like World of the War 2? Not the last season, but World of War 2.
4: Yes. And I was very upset that of Team UK, there was one UK person who won it and it was Rogan.
7: Oh my gosh. I bet. I didn't even think about that. That's so true. We had
4: an Aussie and CT and Jordan and then Rogan.
7: Yeah, I can see how that burn you up.
4: I, burn, I felt yeah. better after Jenny won Total Madness, and I was like, okay, Jenny can represent the UK.
7: Yeah, yeah, but no, I, the moment that sold me on Leroy and Cam was uh, when they did that swimming. Uh, yeah, the, the swimming purge, and they were partners, and you knew that they were maybe going to get purged because both of them were bad swimmers, but they just barely managed to like get it out over what Joss and Kaylee. And, like, they were so emotional. Like, you saw the emotion. Like, they were, like, like Leroy had that big, like, emotional outburst where he's crying. Mm. Like, ever since that moment, I've been, like, I need to see both Leroy and Cam win a final. Like, I want to see them both be challenged champions.
4: You mentioned before that, you know, you're a big fan of the OGs. And we are recording this on the 4th, but it's going out on the 5th. But the 4th is the day that Paramount Plus launches. Um, or as I have now realized, CBS with different CBS All Access with different colors. Um, but the good thing about <laughs> Paramount Plus, honestly, the menus are exactly the same.
7: Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's like the funniest description, but so, but so accurate.
4: <laughs> the good thing about Paramount Plus is we are getting an exclusive Paramount Plus season called the Challenge All Stars, a.k.a. We Want OGs. Yeah. Are you excited?
7: I am so excited. I am going to be watching it so closely. I, it, I love that they've rebranded it from We Want We Want OGs to the Challenge All, All-Stars because I feel like that means that they're going to open up for more seasons. Like this could be mm-hmm. season one of We Want OGs. I feel like they wouldn't have called it the Challenge All-Stars unless they were interested in like continuing this in a series. Uh, But yes, I'm so excited. Am I allowed to talk about, like, I've looked up people who were on the cast.
4: So we don't officially know who's on the cast yet. I know from the teaser clip they've shown there are names on helmets, which we assume are in the cast, but also at the same time, that's not confirmed. So we're trying to stay spoiler free. Yeah. But once we stop recording, I will ask you.
7: Yeah. (laughs) Because I personally...
4: Cast spoilers, I don't have a problem because they the cast tend to be released right. by MTV before it happens, but we just don't want to spoil it for anyone listening. And then we have to put spoilers. Right, in, I, everywhere. any
7: OGs are great. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, it's definitely like very nostalgic for me to like middle school and, and high school. Um, middle school is like starts at 11. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have middle school, uh, but like 11 to... 17 like i'm so excited to see like all these people back on my television screen like competing such a throwback i love it
4: but before we get to um the challenge all stars we -hmm. have the challenge double agents which i personally think has maybe four or five episodes left um and we had an interesting episode um this week not one that sticks to the format that we've had throughout the season and one that throws back to the format of the trilogy. Um, What did you think of this episode? And I think most importantly, what did you think about the, um, the move heard around the world? Because I'm in the UK, so it definitely transferred over.
7: I'm gonna like speak on the format for just a minute first. I feel like we talked about Final Reckoning already and I feel like this is a strategy that they employed way too heavily And that's why a lot of people don't like the season. But you could see this episode format coming from the last one um, is when they leave you on a a cliffhanger, they kind of try to like right side it the next Mm. episode and like give you like more social just to get back to that regular format of like daily deliberation elimination. So I I think this episode format was definitely like something to like bridge us back to that normal format. So I expect us to go back to that next week. I think this episode and the last episode have been the two best of the entire season. Honestly, they have been, been and that could just be like a personal preference for me because I love all forms of reality TV. Uh, so I am, I'm not here just for the competition. I'm here for the whole shebang. I want to see the competition. I want to see the drama. I want to see the backstabbing. I want to see the showmances. So I think this episode was it was, like, so emotional, right? Like, I feel like I watched it twice, actually, uh, since I knew we were going to be talking. And kind of my, like, overall conclusion was I feel like I'm, like, watching, like, almost like a dating show, even though none of them are actually dating that were involved in the drama. Like, the strength of the emotion and the betrayal and the feelings that were brought to this episode, like, reminded me of, a dating show where you're seeing like the main couple break up
4: mm. I kind of feel like you know going back to what you just said about maybe you know George and I have been quite negative about this episode but going to what you say about this episode and last episode maybe if I was to think about them as one episode together that's just been split mm-hmm. into two it does give me a different perspective I what I do think is yeah. yeah, I think that the producers and the editors have done an extremely clever job of making us fall in love with Big T this season. Mm-hmm. I
7: agree. You know,
4: the first season, she was kind of random casting, like she, she wasn't even well known. Like we, we didn't
7: think she was going to come back. Yeah, you know? <laughs> She
4: she came back total madness. We started to see her personality a bit. You know, everyone kind of really liked her, but she was kind of the quirky girl who's, who's just fun and nice. But this season, we like, Got to know her, and you know she's been a big focus. Like how she grew up, we learned about, and yeah. like her positivity, and then the relationship with CT, and then like you say, it's he he did stab her in the back, but and I I don't think it's you know going back to your analogy of couples and a dating show, I think it's one thing when a couple breaks up and it's done amicably and it's done nicely but it's almost like this, this one person, this big T, like mm-hmm. believed in the relationship so much right. and it, it made her a stronger person and she felt mm-hmm. better about herself. But actually he was almost manipulating the situation. Yeah. And then instead of kind of sitting down and saying, look, I, you know, yeah. it's run its course, he literally just in front of everyone embarrassed her. But then we get to the campfire bit and suddenly she's found her voice again and actually she's come out of it almost stronger than she was at the beginning of the episode
7: yeah she's like you know she's like the girl who like the guy treats her like crap and like most of the time you're like oh she's just gonna go back to him she didn't she stood her ground and like it does make you like it really endears you to big t um I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that if CT won the elimination, he was going to choose a new order. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Like CT has played this game since I've been watching this game, which is what, like 15 to 20 years. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows that CT – I mean, he knows that like big CT is not probably not going to win a final together. You know, he knows that. Um, I don't think anybody blames him for switching partners but yeah the way he did it was just absolutely ridiculous and here's like the thing I hate the most about it um I mean honestly we hate the most that he embarrassed like a a kind character you know like that's that's a villain move but here's like what I hate um have you ever heard the phrase like act like you've been here before
4: yeah I'm pretty sure um bananas said that to paulie after he came back from the um redemption house Um, uh and he he didn't stand on the step when they were lining up to hear the uh mission from tj
7: yeah so like the phrase of like act like you've been here before is like kind of like common in sports and it's just like if you're like a a decent team and you beat like the number one team in the country and you storm the court after you beat that team But you're a program that has been prestigious in the past. Like, people kind of judge you for celebrating it too hard. That's where it's like, okay, like, you've won a champion. Maybe it's been 10 years since you won a championship, but, like, act like you've been here before. You've done it before. CT has won a championship within the last two seasons. He won an elimination against Josh, who he already branded the goof last episode. So why – that's what frustrated me. It's like, come on, CT, you're a three-time champ. You know you're on the, the a challenge legend. You didn't beat Darrell, who would have been actually a really good win. You beat Josh, who you knew it. You know is clumsy. You know is still fairly new to the challenge. Can't you, do puzzles. You didn't beat a great competitor. You beat Josh. So why are you acting like? So like over the top. That that's kind of what. It's something I didn't see people talk about, but it's something I thought. It's like, come on, CT, you're a champ. Have some more class. Like, you've been here before.
4: Well, when when George and I were talking about it, we we were talking about the Miz earlier before we recorded, and I likened it to like a heel turn in wrestling. Oh my god, yes. CT had been,
7: yeah. Definitely had a heel turn.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so he'd like he'd been a heel for so long like when he was younger and then he took some time away and then he was this big return and everyone loves big returns in wrestling. And then, you know, he'd come back as a new person. He was this lovable guy and everyone loved him. And then this season, you know, he, he was such a nice guy with CT. And one of the things I did say to George was to turn the number one good guy into a bad guy, you need them to turn on the number two good guy because that then makes the number two good guy the number one good guy, and you have the number one bad guy. It's like, yeah. I remember back when I watched it, it was like the rock and stone cold and how that happened.
7: And like, you have to think like, maybe there were times earlier in the season where like, maybe he was like that to big team. Like they just not show it, you know, it's, it's possible. Maybe not a ton, because she did seem to like genuinely believe in their partnership. Uh, but I think it's possible. Um, but I mean, it's it's a big
4: move that's definitely changed up the game. And I think a lot, it's got a lot of people talking, especially over on the Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of come to the Reddit, because obviously this is Reddit's React. Can you right. tell me a little bit about how you discovered the Reddit, what you like to consume there, what you post?
7: Oh, man. I don't even remember how I discovered Reddit. It's been so long now. Uh, but... Uh, I know we've talked, like I told you, like I like other reality TV shows. Um, I really started getting really into Reddit when I discovered that there were so many like different forums for different reality TV shows. Mm. So my, it's the most used app on my phone. I love Reddit. Um, The ones I participate on the most are The Challenge, uh, Big Brother and The Bachelor, Um, I'll say like what sets the challenge Reddit apart from the rest for me is just like you've heard this from other people too I've listened it's but it's true like people on there are so creative they're so passionate they really are putting out quality content like you can go on any Reddit and somebody's like here's a shit post I made like a meme in two seconds and it's like not graphically beautiful. Um, I can write an article, but it's not maybe like the most like journalistic, well-written thing. But you come on, like the challenge Reddit. People are putting up these beautiful graphics. I don't remember the username, but somebody is putting up those awesome graphics for every elimination, which like ranks every like aspect of the people who competed against each other and like gives mm. them an overall grade at the end you've got people who are like writing on medium, you've got people like you and many others who are like trying to put out podcasts. Um, I think like the content is so like just high quality on that subreddit, Mm. which sets it apart for me. Um, And then the moderators are really, really, really good. Like they're good about like giving us like, here's like a thing that we can do every day of the week. So it's really like, they're good at like um, community engagement Mm. so like i would give like a lot of credit to the the people who run that subreddit they're great at engagement um they're great at like spoiler hiding (laughs) uh but yeah it's uh to me it's like the highest quality Mm. subreddit
4: i think you know that's a that's a very good uh good way to end the uh end the conversation (laughs) Um, Lauren thank you so much um, for joining us on the podcast I've really enjoyed chatting to you you go by Lomat012 over on Reddit so listeners if you see Lauren around on Reddit say hi engage in conversation but now I'm going to go and join George and TJ down at the mission
1: welcome first order of business agents Nam you hurt your back you went to the hospital
6: it's the worst feeling ever when you don't know if you allowed to stay, if you can continue to compete or if not. So I just want to make it through this challenge.
1: The word is, you are medically unfit to continue. So unfortunately, we gotta let you go, my friend. Hopefully we'll see you in the future, man.
4: So Nam is medically unfit to continue and I'm trying to work out how many people have either left or been you know, evacuated. Well, we, we've got Nam, Lolo, Natalie, Li- Natalie,
5: Leo, Liv, Liv. Oh God. it's So much more than four. Oh, have Nicole? Just- yeah. I forgot she was on this season. Um, six i think what the very
4: the the, the the very athletic toddler
5: <laughs> that was really funny
4: <laughs> i forgot uh, devon and her were in a partnership you know
5: yeah they were quite good as well because they couldn't understand each other yeah. we, we speak it, english and whatever yeah. nicole speaks <laughs>
4: it's at least six that have gone
5: yeah that's a fifth of the cast isn't it uh was there 30 or was there 28 i mean 28 actually still like yeah but it's a
4: lot of people um it's it's interesting though because everyone like rallies around him. He gets really emotional about it. I think he's just he's really enjoyed the experience. Um, he's really enjoyed getting to know people. He hasn't felt like he's shown his best, and he still wants the opportunity to do it. Um, it's one of the first times that I've seen someone eliminated, and literally everyone just rally around them in one go. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Nam's rookie season?
5: So, quick answer is obviously poor from what he looks like we we were quite excited about him we did the preview Mm. but then if i'm less of a if i'm less than asked i actually look at what he did he had two or three good daily um, uh, performances he didn't get to go in elimination which is a shame i would have liked to see how he acted there he seemed to eventually learn the strategies within the dailies if not in the game um He's got a phenomenal rig and he's inspired you to lose weight. So awesome Well, awesome work there. Uh, good. I wouldn't ever have him of like a category one or two person I'd call back. But if he was on a season, I know he would bring the physical side that I like. He's shown he can do that. I feel bad he had Lolo because it seems like it, he's actually had individually good performances in mm. um, challenges. And if he doesn't come back, I think I'll probably always have a, there'll always be a bit of an unanswered question about how could, how good could he have been? And if he does come back, I'd be not, not overly excited, but I'd be like, Oh, cool. Nam's on this and loveliest bloke in challenge history.
4: I think he deserves another shot. I agree. Um, And, you know, TJ does say, Hopefully we will see you again. Do you know what I found interesting is that TJ, when the, um, I know we're going way back to the crater again. uh, That's that's where we (laughs) normally are in this part of the show. Um, But you know, when TJ talked about the security breach, he didn't actually mention that Lolo had gone. He didn't have any mention of Lolo whatsoever. I think for him and for the producers, it was very much a, what could have been disappointment.
5: Yeah. And Lolo, Lolo is a worse example of that than Nam. She Nam, said Nam. in an
4: interview uh, last week that the producers forced her to quit.
5: Yeah, saw that as well. Everyone, to be honest, I really didn't want to read too much into it. I was just like, you were disappointed on the challenge. You've gone and won a world championship. Good for you. Yeah, Katie, whatever Whatever, that. Katie, whatever was bothering you was um, not over, but like you've got over it because you've done so well here. And... I don't really want to see you on another challenge. It's not a good environment for you. You're a bit of a letdown. Let's, please, for the love of God, let's go find another... Uh, no, I know who I want. Louise Hazel. Everyone yes. on the Reddit, please want yes. know about. But she was class and she'd be really good, actually, to bring back She on was this. the
4: only one to be in two series of the Champs spin spinoff.
5: And every time she is mentioned on the Reddit, someone says she outwezzed Wes. And I keep remembering that scene. It's actually really good. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> She can come back because she gets the game and gets, and more importantly, gets it is a game.
4: She actually really loves the show. I've seen that she's done interviews on YouTube and stuff with challengers. So oh, cool. I, I think that the whole situation with her was she was very expensive, but I can't yeah. imagine she'd have been more expensive than Lolo um no and I, I don't know where she, i'm sure she'd moved out to la so i can't imagine it'd be that hard but yeah that'd be that'd be good i mean i think she would have been a better partner for nam than um than lolo would but well sadly, she would have
5: covered the strategy
4: yeah hey, well, sa- was- no, no i completely agree i just think sadly nam is now gone let's wave him goodbye um but the big question is where does that leave a Big T? She has been on an emotional roller coaster this episode, um, but where does she stand now in the game? And also, what is going on with this night challenge? I think it's time for TJ to come back to the podcast and explain everything.
1: Big T, you are now the rogue agent, which means you will not participate in tonight's challenge. But pay attention the next elimination round will determine your next partner. All right? Yeah. As for the rest of you, this is your worst nightmare. Oh, oh. Ah. I don't like those That's words. Cold no. Tonight's challenge is called Mission Survive the Night. There are cells, one for each team. You will be locked together and locked to that cell. You're gonna have to endure torturous conditions and complete a series of tasks the first team to endure survive the night and break free will win tonight's mission and become our double agent which means you are one step closer to that final and if you have a gold skull then that's one more chance for you to hold on to that gold skull however if you don't have one yet this may be your only shot. So, Big T is now a rogue
4: agent. But one thing that does do is it guarantees that the next elimination is a girls' day. Which so, we're going to no
8: We assumed more anyway,
4: because there was still one more skull to go for the girls. Here is a question. So, Big T can't go in. Hmm. Gabby is the only one other than Big T without us. Gabby and no, Nanny are Nanny. the only ones. What if somehow two gold skulls go in one gets knocked out and then they've only they've got two gold skulls left for the girls like this whole five gold skulls things I was thinking as I was watching it actually you can't guarantee that you're gonna have five gold skulls if Mm. people stop pitting gold skulls against each other
5: I so that's uh, great now I'm taking us back to the crater that's why it (laughs) would have been quite cool to see Devin versus Fessy because we would have known what happened to a gold skull Mm. um feel quite bad for Big T. She's probably just had a surge of confidence where she was like, she's gone from sad to angry and is now fired up to go in. Mm. Um, And now she doesn't get a chance. Well, I do, maybe... They've had some pretty good freeway eliminations before. Invasion of a champ springs to mind. And I think you use it actually in your um, fan fiction series. I reread that the other week, by the way. Still great. (laughs) Wow.
4: Stop it, you flirt. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to work... So who's not got a gold skull for the guys? Is it just Corey? Oh, yeah, it's now just Corey. Because there's only six guys left, okay? Yep. And then there's three girls without gold skulls.
5: Ooh, did I ever send two home?
4: Well, no, because realistically, if you think about it, they may do what I call the um, total manless thing of going, Nanny, you don't have a gold skull. Um... Well, they probably will, actually, because all the others have gold skulls. So they'll just try and vote in Nanny versus Gabby. Yeah, yeah. Then then it'll just be Big T left without a gold skull. And then I almost feel like... You see, this is where it goes. So imagine imagine it ends up being Nanny versus Gabby. Yeah. And let's, let's imagine, because obviously she's my favourite challenger, that, that Nanny wins. <laughs> um, so Gabby goes home. Uh, and then it's just Big T and Corey without a gold skull. Now... What I I'm thinking there's then one more guy elimination and one more girl elimination to give yeah. Corey and Big T the chance to get one. But what happens if they don't get voted in and it ends up being gold skull against gold skull? Like do they almost have to say Corey and Big T, you get a shot in the next elimination? Or or no, cause you can't cause you then can't go, you can't go after this elimination okay, all the skulls are gone, Corey and Big T, you don't have one, you're both gone. Because that's not fair on Big T because she's currently a rogue agent and she's been told the next elimination will decide who your partner is.
5: Yeah. When's challenge ever been fair though?
4: Yeah, a good point.
5: I mean, you, you were hoping they actually used the skulls as a way to make people without them go home. And I do think without doing that, it does cheapen the skull mm-hmm. twist. Um, do you know what I realised so often
4: Nam went home? That double guy's elimination was unnecessary.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> they could have just got him checked out earlier and yeah. sent him home because they would have medically fine. Like they would have known he was really bad.
4: Like, but that's why I think it was specifically put in because of the Devon and C T thing.
5: Um but yeah, that's, so that's that's very, very good logic yeah. to be fair.
4: Um so
5: y- s- smart guy, yeah.
4: Well, nothing I say age as well, but I, I say it quite eloquently. So I think, you know, it sounds good. Um, but yeah, so we've got this this night mission. Still don't have a fucking clue what it's about. But TJ basically puts them in prison cells and starts chaining the agents together uh, to their partners as each pair kind of talks to camera about how they're feeling. They're all shitting themselves um, and what they're expecting uh, we don't really know what it entails, but we end the show basically with Fessy asking TJ how bad it's going to be, and TJ just says, Horrible. Then the <laughs> lights go off, we hear screams, and the night of hell begins as the week's episode ends. Fuck, that was a slog to get through that episode, wasn't it?
5: Oh, that was awful. It That's was the work. That's one of the worst know? episodes of a challenge, I think. And I've, uh, I've gone from one of the best that I really enjoyed last week. And I've had to sit through that and... Do
4: you know what it reminded me of? Dirty 30, where we had loads of episodes that didn't have, like, el- eliminations and challenges uh, and stuff.
5: What what The rules you said last week for making an, a cliffhanger okay were uh, they catch up next week. If anything, mm. they've gone further backwards. We didn't even get a sodding daily.
4: No, I feel like loads sorry i feel like nothing happened in this episode
5: but loads
4: happened in this episode yeah but, I, it was a lo- the
5: loads that i wanted yeah loads that i i think i said halfway through this episode was basically if anyone suggested if anyone said oh should i watch the latest i get into the challenge I'd go no don't even watch it when you watch it through properly it just uh i usually try and be really positive on these because i actually really like a lot of elements of his show. I'm finding it very hard to find anything about this episode I liked. Iceland's pretty. That's it. I'd like, to go, in,
4: I'd like to go in a lagoon.
5: Yeah. Kyle's funny still. It, don't yeah. Have, don't, don't even have Devin to annoy people anymore.
4: The one thing I will say in a positive note above Dirty 30 and the way Dirty 30 handled the way that they structured their episodes at least every single bit of drama in this episode was game-related drama and wasn't you kissed Johnny Bananas on the first day that you were in the house before you'd even said hello to Nelson and now Nelson's really angry because you've had a couple of cuddles with him. I know obviously that wasn't a Dirty 30, but that was that trilogy. Like, everything that happened happened because of the game, which is a positive because we do say that we like drama that's from the game, but... There was no, the elimination itself wasn't a massively action-packed one. And then we didn't get much action. We got a lot of drama. We got a lot of upset. And we just got quite, like the only, for me, the only positive moment of this episode was Big T standing up to CT and like reclaiming herself again.
5: Even that wasn't that much fun. Because it was from, she'd like, been so upset beforehand. Yeah. Fuck you, MTV.
4: Well, 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 not, well, not, well, not not, fuck you, MTV, because, you know, they've given us a very good season so far. They, they we have. can give them a couple of bad episodes.
5: No more, though.
4: Yes. Ne- we, want, we want, in next week's episode, we want to see this mission through. We would like to see a deliberation. Yeah. We would like to see, um, you see... Do you know what's really bad? Because they didn't bloody use it. I've forgotten what that voting place is called the chamber that's it we want to see them in the chamber we want to see the compromised agents we want to see the elimination we know
5: it's a girl's elimination bring back a um, spy bring back the spy puns even i, I just i like, did you feel really like like we should have ended after the elimination on this podcast i I went into the room and we paused and um my brother was like oh are you done i was like feels like i should be I'm not, though. (laughs) There was one moment
4: where I was like, this episode is about to be saved, which is when they eliminated Nam. And I thought that they were going to get... Well, I didn't think it when they eliminated Nam. I I was 100% convinced that when Nam came back from the hospital and he was so fragile that he was going to be eliminated anyway. So I actually thought that when they went down to the mission... There would have been an elimination set up. They would have got rid of Nam and Josh and Devin would have had to duke it out to get back in the game.
5: Ooh, that would have been good. That would have been good
4: because one, we get we then get Josh versus Devin, but two,
5: we get then to we keep get Devin. Devin back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I much prefer your fantasy version of this episode, by the way. Yeah.
4: I just there's just something about how horrible this episode was as far as like. It felt quite toxic.
5: I get as well, actually, because we've we've been very complimentary of MTV on how they've handled certain things this season. They've touched on like four or five quite big themes with hmm. uh, conversation with Nisa and Cam about uh, immigration, talked about postnatal uh, depression, talked about mental health of Leo, like, and they've handled it all perfectly. And then they revel in this toxic bullshit.
4: But it's also because, like. We we haven't really it's not been a massively toxic season. We've had you no. know a few Devin and Carl versus Big Brother, drunk after arguments, but you know, they've actually been entertaining.
5: And uh, I've lost all professionalism. I've just eaten an apple on the podcast. It's really crunchy. I, I thought
4: you were eating hummus. <laughs> um but um do you know what I mean? And like this do you know why I think I uh, this this episode was such a downer? There was no club night. I, I was doing the running order. I was like, there's nowhere to put club night. <laughs> there is no club night.
5: Uh, and we can't force a fake club night. Because ironically, we'll probably, do, we'll probably match up on this one and then we won't be able to count it. Right. We don't need to talk about what we thought of this episode. We've I just talked want, about uh, it. I, I'm giving it a free. Maybe may a three out of 50. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe. we have doing out of tens, haven't we? I, I generally yeah. this is this is a weak, weak episode. Um I'll give them a pass because the season's been great and I don't think I've ranked anything else below a six and most have been high sevens, eights, and a few nines. This was weak. This this challenge better make up for it.
4: Well it's weird because you know, we normally say, "Where? Do, what do we see happening going forward?" I don't have a clue what they're doing in this challenge. I almost feel like they're just going to be tortured for twenty-four hours.
5: So, I, I had a thought: was this going to be like a haunted house where you get loads of like quite horrible mental stuff thrown at you, and if you quit, you you don't quit the show, but you lose this challenge, and it's lasts last that's, longer. That's what I thought it might be.
4: Like maybe they put rats in your cage and stuff like that, um, but.
5: Yes. I, don't, I don't want it to be that by the way I need I need a dose of physicality and competition next episode and that just sounds like more horrible mental stuff
4: the thing is as well we're, we're getting a girl's elimination what boys
5: elimination hasn't been supersized yet that's what I wanted to ask actually uh let's let's be positive and look into the future what have we got left
4: has Kyle
5: and uh, Joseph's one been supersized kind I think of that- yeah
4: because that was the Casey Teresa one.
5: Yeah, but that was closer to Wes's. I think that's the one we're going to get,
4: which could okay. be good. So what it's probably going to look like is a headbanger between Gabby and Natalie. Again, these are not spoilers. This is us thinking. Will you stop getting Nanny's name wrong
5: just because you don't like her?
4: I said Gabby and Nanny, didn't I? So you said Natalie. I miss Natalie. She, <laughs> she, she'll be a good one when she eventually returns. Um, yeah, future, Nanny... fu- future champ, absolutely. Oh, 100%. I would love to see um, Louise Hazel, Natalie, that's an apple, um, Jenny, and Laurel
5: all on the same season. Oh. That would be good. How about Emily Strong as well?
4: Oh, yeah. Although I don't think she'd do it. I think she has some deal with Reebok so she can't wear the Under Armour stuff on TV. Really? Yeah, because when she did Champs versus Stars, they weren't using Under Armour. I did not know that. Good eye. Um, yeah. I Actually, that's I got that from the Reddit ages ago. Yeah. something I remember reading on the Reddit. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. This has been a bit of a sour one, this, hasn't it? Although, it hasn't stopped us chatting for about two hours. No, don't get me wrong. I,
5: I enjoyed talking to you. Um, this was lovely. Oh, you, oh thanks. You...
4: That's nice to know.
5: <laughs> hey, I was going to say, you, you've given me two bits that were very funny out of this episode, which will make me look back on it more fondly, but... <laughs> God, that was a slog. I think you could tell I was trying to race through some segments because I didn't want to talk about them that much. <laughs> do,
4: do you know what's hard as well? I think for us, because we felt like Devin has carried this season, mm. for us, it's almost like a slight like, like death to the season. Okay. I felt Three... deflated when he walked off.
5: Yeah. Even I'm as gonna... he told everyone I... to eat his ass. I'm going, to, I'm going to miss his punchable face. Um, <laughs> okay, let's, let's be positive. Three things that happened this season, this episode, that could make next episode better. Um, everyone going for CT, all for that. I think that's going to be funny. Um, yeah. Potentially still might get CT versus Fessy. Well, is it, is it possible for two people to lose an elimination? <laughs>
4: i still wonder i know we've talked about it do you think do you think they might do that um like super purge where they take you down from five to three with the skulls
5: that would be interesting as well i don't know about that i was thinking i've been thinking about that since you said it though, actually and like 10 people is a lot for a final yeah. you're almost you're almost oh okay i get it there you well, hold on wasn't but-
4: there about 10 people on team usa in war of the worlds too Basically, Eight. I'm just saying how much they absolutely dominated Team UK.
5: Yeah, but wasn't a good strategy because you brought a load of weak people to the final. Such as Ninja. She wouldn't be a bad person as an experiment to bring into your single... If your list of females um, for Dreamcast was a single player season, I'd be interested to see how she got on there.
4: I guess she, she... Was, she was the only female to finish what I think is one of the hardest finals, War of the Worlds 1.
5: Easily hardest.
4: But she's also really fucking annoying. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and my least favourite person in the world, Ninja.
4: Yeah, uh, like, mm. I, I sympathised with Zach that season. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't think I ever thought I'd say that, but we're going so far off topic here. George, one positive from this episode.
5: Well, I was only two, I was two through my three. I still think everyone going off the CT is going to be interesting. Yeah. The fact that, the fact now there's a few people who are going to want to potentially throw themselves back in to get new partners. That's very interesting. Yeah. Awesome. And let's finish with the nicest one. Big T actually got a bit of a confidence back in the episode. Bear my free.
4: Yeah. Um I'll just go with them while you continue to eat your apple. Um thank you so much to uh, everyone for listening to this podcast. Uh yes, George I j ju- I, ju-
5: I ju- too big a bite. On the
4: apple. He's now choking on the apple. If oh, I'm not George. on
5: next week, it was lovely to meet you all. <laughs>
4: um, no, thank you. Thank you so George. Swallow. Swallow, George. Um, speaking of George, George will be um, erecting his uh, massive poll over on Reddit. Um, well, when I'm so, done
5: swallowing. When you're done
4: <laughs> swallowing. So uh, look out for that. Look out for that over on Reddit, um, George's massive poll. Um, I think you said it's going to be about who's made this season for you so far. Which is actually Um, nice.
5: Let's have a positive poll to go against that episode. Good thinking.
4: Um, And of course, thanks to our rogue agent Redditor for joining us. Really enjoyed chatting with her. Um, And George is now dancing. I don't know what's happened. I think, you know, we have to say a huge thank you to TJ who's uh, made more cameos on this podcast today than he's actually made on Cameo. Um, And um, do you know what, George? I've got an idea for something we could do next week, um, which would lead to us doing two podcasts. Cool. uh, Which would be a special podcast with this idea I've got and our usual reaction podcast. So if we can make it work, I know obviously work for both of us got a bit different and got a bit busy, but if we can make it work, we will put two podcasts out next week. I think the idea I've got is really, really, really good. I'm really excited about it. So if work-wise, we can make this work, we will put out two podcasts next week. Um, but as always, until we're back, continue the conversation over on the Challenge subreddit. Um, get in touch with us over on our socials at Challenge React on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, we're gonna leave you with a preview of next week's
1: episode. The night of hell begins right now.
7: I need to start thinking of how am gonna get my goals called? I love spending time with Fessy. It's just nice to have a cuddle with someone in here. After losing 14
2: seasons, it's traumatizing. I'm just scared that somebody's gonna try and destroy that for
8: me.